Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. On a cold February morning in Indianapolis, Tony Karitsis woke up, got dressed, loaded his sawed-off shotgun, and drove to his bank. He wasn't there to steal anything. He was there to take his life back. American Hostage is a new podcast starring me, John Hamm, that tells the true story of one man who channeled the rage of a nation and took justice into his own hands. Follow American Hostage wherever you get your podcasts, or you can binge all eight episodes right now on Amazon Music or Wondery Plus. Got him, Nina said. Konnichiwa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk the Cakey. I'm drinking. He's late. Oh, you're drinking? I didn't know that. I'm drinking a cider. Oh shit! I'm drinking a protein shake. All right. Well, we're in two different worlds right now. We are. Anyway, folks, I'm Matt, your host, and joining me as always by Kohai Ethan. What's up? Konnichiwa, Matt Kuhn. Genki deska. We're a little later than usual. It's fine. It's a little later as we're recording, you know, fucking, uh, what's it called? I had to stop and get uh, orange juice because I had no orange juice for the morning. And then I have to do work, um, extra work, because I was dealing with some bullshit at work. So I had to deal with that. And then, you know, I just got home from the gym, had to shower, eat, make my fucking my shake, wash my dish. Um, and yeah, I still haven't even done my genius prince thread from today which of course we don't talk about because we never i never get a chance to watch the latest episode but we will talk about last week's episode for sure i didn't see, I didn't see the latest episode either don't worry fantastic well we got news we got some exciting stuff we're gonna take another hiatus we got more shit <laughs> life more life well, I'm going to Greece and I'll be caught up maybe on the Sunday when I come back. <laughs> I will not be because I'm going to watch the Jujutsu Kaisen movie on Thursday and then I'm going to see Shaq in the club on Friday. Saturday, I'm going to a hotel party, perhaps. And then Sunday, I'm going to go watch wrestling. So I will not be. Well, caught like up. I said, you got you got two weeks. Basically, we have two weeks. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, wait, you're not coming. I thought, you know, my stupid ass. You're leaving I'm leaving Thursday. Saturday. Oh, shit. Then you're good. Yeah, that's what I said. We're, we're, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we'll yeah, back yeah. In two we'll weeks. So you'll be we'll be back for the majority of the seasonals. So this is going to be the last episode before we jump into season finales for a good portion of the And show. awards, yeah. 
an award. Fuck. I would, you know, I thought about that today too. I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to start thinking about awards. Yeah, and then we take another week off for the spring shows to air. Yes, indeed. And then we'll be back. Well, we'll do a cakey shop that week. <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We could probably do a cakey shop that week. If 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 you're free, uh again, you can message us at talk to cakey on Twitter. He'll give you and he'll give you the Instagram at talk to cakey. T-A-L-K-T-H-E-K-E-K-I. Talk to Kiki. Yeah, so definitely talk to us there. Uh, we'll even do an ad on our actual Facebook profiles because I know our friends that are not in the groups. Or listen to us. Or that. Or that. Fucking cocksuckers. But we and appreciate we, you, whoever is listening. Yes, out there. we love and appreciate you. Someone gave us a four star on Spotify. Did they? Yeah. Oh, we didn't hit five. Well, you know, fuck. Beggars can't be choosers, dude. Thank you, whoever that was. It's still a rating. Was it a random person? Seriously? I don't think I don't think you can look at who did the rating. Can we ask our lovely editor and see if he knows? Well, it's on the. I don't know. I don't know if we can or not. Well, I'll it, ask him right it. now. Ask that motherfucker right now. What's up, motherfucker? Where is our on his busy schedule of being a supervisor? Talk to Kiki Chat. Busy with his cool new friends. While he's doing that, we're going to get to some news, some quick news, some quick updates while he's doing his shit. Uh, Live novel Spy Room is getting an adaptation. Okay. So good (laughs) shit. Uh, So just, okay. I was flatter than a plate plate full of piss. Our favorite podcaster, Mr. Cornette says. Yeah, well, you were were talking over me. I wasn't. they stop hey, stop talking when you like, say, "Hey Sean, what is our rating?" Hey Sean, give us, get, give us our give us our melt give us our Meltzer rating. Our Meltzer rating, seven point six nine 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 nine. Then I But yeah, uh, Spy Room is a light novel that's getting get adaptation. We don't know when. I think it's twenty twenty. All right, moving on. The twenty fifth annual Japan Media Arts Festival winners were announced. And the grand prize award goes to the fourth wall. The fourth wall. The fourth wall. I'm going to look this up. I'm going. I was going to say, is that that's a wrestling term, buddy? Uh no, no. Well, you know what they won, by the way? What they win? D's nuts. Uh, Had to do a D's nuts. Is it an animation? God, the fuck is? I I see a woman has a washing machine as an image when I popped it up. Well, she's just showing what she's good at. Hey, now. All right. <laughs> hey, yo. Okay, here's the... All right. Oh, that was just a normal thing. Here's the manga stuff. This is the one you all wanted to see. So this is all for manga stuff. Or oh, manga. Just, just manga in the industry in general. Animation, manga. Oh, okay. So all forms of media. Uh, the new face award went to Odd Taxi. Oh, okay. So good shit. Uh, Excellence award went to Sunny Boy. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, the grand prize manga is Golden Raspberry. Interesting. Sounds yeah. like some. It sounds like a Vince term. Like you need to grab the Golden va- Raspberry, pal. It lo- looks like a teenage rom com. So, teenage rom com. Oh, God forbid, fucking. Uh, they show. Uh, don't tell Angel. You don't tell Angel or Marte. Yeah, uh, also, Darwin Jihen looks like a monkey. A Darwin. These, these are the excellence Google awards. Monkey. Dead Dead Demons DDDD Destruction. Jesus Christ, that sounded like a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he had it when he 
That sounds like Angel trying to talk normal. I couldn't help myself there. Anyway, congrats to everyone. We're not reading the rest, but congrats to them. Omerito gozaimasu. Good shit. Celebrations all around. Uh, okay, now this weird one we talked about a couple of days ago, not in here in the group chat. My life is Inuki Inukai san's dog. Inukai's dog. Inu Inu what? Hold on. What was it? Inukai san. Inukai san's Inu. Yes. No Inu. No Inu. That's how it would be in Japanese. Yes, uh, the manga follows the protagonist who wakes up one day transformed as the dog of his cool and beautiful classmate. Karen Inukai. So he's a classmate, and he wakes up as the dog of his hot classmate. Yes. That's fucked, in a way. Yeah, that is getting a 2023... Good God. Never change, Japan. <laughs> Never change. So expect a lot of pantsu shouts and upskirts. Pantsu. Pantsu, perverts. Pantsu. <laughs> You're so white. <laughs> well, no, it's like from fucking Mashuka Tensei with the little sister. I hate my brother because you know I saw the very Pansu. Pansu. I my mother hyped him up. I said I was gonna serve him, but no, he's a fucking perfect. And then they smile. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we end the news section, we do got some unfortunate news. Uh, the manga artist for Tokyo Mew Mew, Mia Ikumi, has passed away on March seventh. March seventh, due to a hemorrhage. That sucks, dude. She was only 40. Yeah, uh, yeah and she was getting a new that the Tokyo Mew 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 was getting an adaptation in July, like another one. Mm. Yeah, they had one in uh, 2002 to 2003. It was dubbed by four kids. Oh, unfortunate. Four kids dubbing. Uh, Sean says Spotify isn't like Apple. It doesn't show users, just show stars. Well, isn't that fucking whack? Well, isn't that nice? But, uh, anyway, shout for, out to you, unknown four-star giver. Yes, but for me... Uh, this episode's uh, all... for you. We dedicate this episode for you. And we also dedicate this episode, unrelated anime, to Mr. Scott Hall, Mr. Reza yes, Ramon. Mr. Scott Hall has passed, passed away. away as of March 14th. At the age of 63 due to complications to hip surgery. Yeah, uh, blood clot and had free heart attacks. Yeah, that's fucked, dude. Super fucked. Yeah. Did you heart see goes what... out to his friends. His Did you family. see what I bought? What would you buy? Dude, I went on WWE.com and I haven't given WWE my money in a long time. Um, but I went on and I got an Outsiders t-shirt. I got an NWO hat. I got a Racer Ramon uh, pair of basketball shorts. And then I got an Undertaker shirt because it was on sale too. And I was like, oh, Undertaker. Oh, okay. Well, you, you may as well. Might as well. I was giving well throw in a, five bucks. <laughs> it was 15. 15 a shirt. Yeah. But that's not bad well, though. $15 for a shirt. <sighs> not bad. So yeah, I was yeah. like, hey, you know, it worked itself oh, out. Yeah, but anyway, for, yes. Uh, condolences. Oh, yeah, for to- Scott and me of... Condolences to their friends, family, loved ones. Yes, and all the Kevin fans Ash out there. And Sean, especially. All the fans out there as well. Yeah, all the fans out there too. But yeah, definitely feel bad for Kevin because he's one that's defending him the most with all his relapses. Like, like he was right or die with Scott. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. but I mean, you know, hey, you know, it's kind of a it's the reality of life, especially the reality for people our age, because bro, that was those are fucking people from our childhood bro and it's just like goddamn you know people yeah. from my childhood you know for a while in different aspects whether it's you know sports or media or things of that nature like you constantly see people die from our childhood but it never makes it any easier like it just you know that's the reality of of growing older like fuck man it's crazy yeah it is crazy but uh mm-hmm. all right anyway we are now going to move on 
mm-hmm. with our separate stuff. Uh, I added something. Uh, he even picks up and back up. We'll get to that a bit. Did I pick something up? Yeah, no, the 86K back. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, and I picked up a series. I'll get to that a bit. Aha. Hi, Sonatori. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm going to start with Soloop. Uh, since it's a slice of life, you know what happens. There's a cultural festival. Bunkasai. Yes, uh, as always. So uh, I just learned that word today. Bunka. Bunka means culture in Japanese. Bunka sai. Sai means, I guess, festival. But right, right. Uh, well, you learn something new every day, folks. I do because I'm on 397 days uh, learning Japanese on Duolingo. So well, there you I go. Do. I do learn shit new every day. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. Please continue. Right, no, bro, no, that's fine. It's, it's our show, but by all means. <laughs> yeah, I cut you off. I mean, go ahead, buddy. Uh, you anyway, have the next I... hour. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Hiori and Koharu are trying to get ideas for their, uh, well, basically what they're best they want to do for their cultural festival. Hmm. Uh, Hiori, it's a uh, Japanese cafe. Not a main cafe. Calm down. No. A regular Japanese cafe. With kimonos and not those made outfits. Put your pitch, put your torches and pitchforks away. <laughs> For real. No high school made outfits this time. Yeah. And Koharu decides to do this weird random shit like parasites and stuff like this involving fish. The dark side of fish. The dark side of fish. The dark side of, that's what I call it. I call it the, the dark side of fish. Like is that the, the burnt you know, side? Is that the burnt what? side? The dark side of fish. Is that the burnt side? No, like you know, there's parasites in the fish and all that. Oh, it's not a woman opening her legs. No, 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 hey! it's not the McDonald's fish fillet. Oh, uh, so okay, so Hiori has to catch the mackerel for the thing, so she has to go fishing, and she takes uh Futaba Fukumoto, um, the younger sister of the Fukumoto family, who uh, she knows a lot more fishing despite being younger than her, but then again, Hiori no- mostly knows uh, fly fishing. Mm. Utaba knows a little bit more, so she's able to help her out. Like here, here's this uh, fishing rod, like casting, and uh, she shows her how to hook a worm to the bait. <laughs> mm. uh, so all that happens. A nice little bond moment between those two because you don't see much. You don't see much of her. Mm. We go to the next day. Hiori's a Japanese cafe success. So it was the macro sandwiches mm. that uh, Koi helps her make, while Kuharu's Kuharu's exhibition thing. Exhibits was a disaster, so she's just crying. Unrelated, I really like that name, Koharu. Koharu, yeah, it's a cute name. It is a very cute name. Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, wa- this guy. Yes, uh, I did not watch uh, Loop on the Fair because I'm waiting for the two parter to finish, so I'm gonna do it all at once when it comes mm-hmm. out. Mm. Instead of you know waiting with, uh, with my dick in my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on. Uh, Dolls front line. Um, as we saw from earlier, Destroyer was being taunted. Like, oh, yeah, you're just a pawn in this. I can just kill you right now. You'll forget it. It's not the first time. Get wrecked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you find out. It's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Destroyer gets pissed off. <laughs> like, all right, fine. I'll help you. Don't be such a crybaby. <laughs> and uh, for, uh, what you call it? AR-15. You find out. Like, oh, yeah, she did. Uh, so someone put a plant in chip in her, so that's why they found out about the base and all that. That was confirmed. They don't know who did it, but AR finds one of the villains that she guy gets pissed off, and the who the people that control the basically that defense force with uh M4A1, AR 15, M16, Sop Mod 2. Any um, others? there, th- any there others? Grenade launcher, yeah, bazooka, 
Yeah, basically they gave them numbers and names. That way you don't connect to them. Like if they die, they die because they can get replaced. But for those four, since they're a special type of uh, T-Dolls with emotions and all that, you can't back them up. So if they die, they die. So I feel like one of them is going to die the next episode. Because it didn't happen this one. So that's that was really it. They used to learn more about the T-Dolls. And like, oh, yeah, psych, fuck you. Mm. But yeah, uh, but yeah, we and even the humans are getting involved. The people that like the military, they are. Right, we're gonna do this ourselves. We have a side mission. Fuck you all. And then they went away, and that was it for that one. And that's on, what I said. And that's that. And that's that. Moving on. Nothing exciting happened. Ranking of kings. Uh, the big showdown. Boji and Bozy. <laughs> Prince versus king. After the final showdown is here. The final and, showdown. Well, the well, final countdown, damn you. I know. <laughs> but we get this gorgeous animation. Like you just see Bozy in his like, like giant form. Like it's attack on Titan trying to kill a human. Mm-hmm. He's like swinging the club, but Bozy just dodges and fucking hits him with the sword a few times. Does it a few times. And yeah, fucking the dad jobs. The dad jobs. He didn't get a single hit on Bozy. He wow, he did the job. He did the job. He made him look strong. He tried and he fails. Wow. And uh you find out if Miranjo dies, uh Dida Dida can come back, like break the curse. Like Bozy won't no longer be in in the son's body. Mm. So all that's going on, and Miranjo is actually having those second thoughts. Like she doesn't want to do this anymore, but she feels bad. Like, why are you doing so much for me? Type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you see the mirror starting to crack. Mm. And then uh, fucking Despa says to Boji, like, yeah, he has to do it. While Kagi's like, hey, why are you making Boji do this? You're a son of a bitch. Punch, punch, punch. <laughs> How dare you? They know, like, it's, like, he has to, like, because again, they're dead. And he wants, if he wants to save his brother, he has to do this. They're Shinderu. Before all that, though, the really cool moment was when. Uh, Bebin, Dorshe, Appius, and Domas, like the big four, said they stand with King Bozi. Because mm. Bozi made them choose, like, are you going to serve me or are you going to serve the kingdom? And they serve the king, which is Bozi. Mm. Like, oh. <laughs> so very nice moment there. Uh, Miranjo is gone, and so is Bozi. The souls, the souls leave the mirror and the uh, Dida's body. You see the souls going away, and you see the giant demon that came out in the third episode grabs Miranda's soul while mm. Bozy departs alone. Mm. And Miranda's like, I'm sorry, I can't go with you type of thing. And you go like in the mind of this demon and you see him like ripping apart souls, eating them, throwing them up just to eat them again. And then that's you see Miranda horrified. Like that's going to be her fate, basically. That sounds... It was disgusting. And uh, she sees the demon she befriended when she was a kid. It's like, well, this is good. This is your life now. Nothing but pain and suffering. Mm. So the story's not done yet. You thought Bozy was gonna be the main final villain. No, it's gonna be this demon. It looks. It would, You be- thought it was so and so, but it was me. Pretty much. It, that is where we are. We got two episodes left, so I am curious to see what happens next. Two episodes of the season, I imagine. What? Two episodes of the season, I imagine. And then it's done. The show is period is done. The show will be done, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but we you know, beggars can't be choosers. Interesting. Let's see what else. I wonder there. if they'll do a flash forward and Boji will be less crippled. 
I think I think that curse is just there for good. Mm, okay. Yeah, like like that's that's it. He's fucked. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I think I, unless they bring it up, saying this is what, like what what happens when we do this and all that. But we will see. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out the next episode. On the next episode of yes, ranking uh, of- Land of Leedale. Uh, we picked up where we left off, where the zombies came in. A centaur got down. Uh, Kata's friend, her ally, she summoned. He's dead for now, because uh, they come back in like ten days. Mm. Uh, and then uh, she meets a couple of people, Tartarus and Kyoke. <laughs> Kyoke. Q U O L K E H. Spell that again. Q U O L K E H. Qualke. Qualke. Qualke and Tartarus. Uh, she meets them when, when she was hiding out, and you, she finds out that they were uh, also old users in the game Leedale in their cream cheese guild, like the old games. Cream like, cheese guild. Yeah, she calls it the cream cheese guild. You know, I shouldn't say that because I'm watching an anime where they're called the gourmet guild. So Yeah, because she thought no one would take it seriously. But yeah, she, there was a few guild, guild members in that, in the old game. And they find a little girl named Luca who is uh, basically, if she goes outside, she'll basically die because of this fog. Mm. Zombie come fog infested village. Mm. So it's like, okay, so they get so like, okay, well, if you guys come with me, we can go take care of it. Like, no, we can't leave her alone. So she has another summon. She has this cat butler, Rox Ilias. I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl, actually. It's a day. It's a day. Rox Ilias is a day. So they're there to watch Luca while the three of them go to the fog. And um Kana has these uh two. Two bells, these special items that you get for playing a certain amount of hours in a game. So even I want you to guess how many hours has she put in this game? 69. 2,848,000,000. No, God, Jesus Christ. No, that's like her. That's like since birth to, to the end of time. No, she spent 20,000 hours. That's not a fun number. I was expecting it to be like, you no, know, no, it's just 666 20- hours is going to be my next guess. Yes, no, it's just twenty thousand hours. Cause uh you get for every ten thousand hours you get the bell, but since she has two of them, twenty thousand. So yeah, she and she admitted, yeah, I was a shut in. <laughs> for real. Super neat. Yeah, super neat. What is twenty thousand hours? Alexa, how much is twenty thousand hours? Two years and three months. Jesus Christ. I- I'm sure she also took some breaks. We'll say for maybe five years. <laughs> Jesus. Because this is like every day nonstop. I, no, I don't think she's done that because I'm pretty sure she went to school. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll definitely write out to like five years. Or so. Unless she's homeschooled. Only in Japan. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they eventually get rid of the fog and all this. She adds them as a friend. It's like, oh yeah, um, if you need me, let me know. And for Luca, they're like, okay, what do we do with her? Because her family's dead. So Kena takes Luca in as her adopted dog. So there we go. That part was cute. Moving on. Moving on. I sailor uniform. Good God, they are putting fetishes in here. More ass slapping? Heard of what? More ass slapping? No, 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 no. The little sister wasn't that. No, oh, okay. No, just you know the the thighs, the midriff. Is that that meme you sent me? Is that where it's from? Yes, yes, that's what it was. That's why I was like, huh? When you sent that to me, like All I recognize that happened in this episode. You should show Angel that. See what he says. No, I don't. No, I. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that shit. <laughs> Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. 
Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Uh, anyway, uh, the competition festival is coming up, so Akabi and a few of the girls are like, okay, let's, uh, let's do something. Let's, uh, let's try cheerleading. So basically, it's just Akabi and the others like practicing cheerleading, and that eventually happens for a little bit. Uh, Akabi gets better at it. Uh, this Jesus Christ, they they love animating sweat. It's so odd. Uh, it's it's an odd fetish, I know, but it's gross too, dude. Like I can't. I, I I don't get it, but like I had a girl sweat on me once while we were fucking, and like I immediately like stopped. Did, being she, did she go like dr- let it drip in your mouth or no? It like dripped on like my forehead and then my cheek and then my lips and then I just lost my boner, like I was done. Like, hey, my bonus gone. <laughs> my bonus gone. Exactly. And I was like, and it's a turn off. I was like, go ahead and lay uh, back down. But I wasn't done. Hey, you're done. Don't worry. Uh, anyway, while all that was going on, uh, there was actual focus on a certain character, Riona Shiju, mm. who's in the tennis club. Mm. And she hasn't played that tennis in a couple of years. And uh, every time I think of the tennis club, I think of our favorite trap. <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> oh god! I, you know, what? I would love to. I would love to see him in this. Toka, I believe. Suka, Suka, Tosuka, Tosuka. the official. What's it called? Talk the Kiki. Yeah, that that's the trap mascot. If we ever get someone who's like transsexual on our team, that that's gonna be their fucking. Oh come on! You gotta ask. You identify as a male or female transaction. Jesus Christ. All right, we're going off the rails. Anyway. All right, all right shut, shut up. Before we, shut up before we get caught. Uh, but anyway, uh, basically, uh, she hasn't played Dennis in quite a few years, so she's slipping. Like, she's, like, very rusty, keeps missing it. And then you basically say, like, she's basically self-conscious about herself. Like, she's, like, a little curvier. But she's not She's not fashionable. She's just curvy. Mm. But she kind of hates her body for that. It's so weird when I see Japanese, like real life Japanese people, and they're fat, like women, because it's like you never see, like you see me because you're because they're so you because they're so used to showing like just just these yeah they're just like paper thin or they're like freaking or like they're medium they're like they're like modest yeah that's why that's why they show the males like the big bulky male with the thick lips they don't show those anymore ugly man I don't okay yeah (laughs) it's ugly man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there was one good Rob Cobb that had some some guy like that. He wasn't terrible. I forgot the name of it. He wasn't terrible. Um, a love story or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My love story. I never yeah, watched it. One. I never watched it because his face turned me off. I was like, I don't want to uh, fucking. I don't want to look I, at a human fish. I, I I keep hearing it's really good. So I'm yeah, I have heard it's really good too. Maybe if someone wants to talk about it on Talk to Cake, on, uh, yeah, on Cakey Shop, convince us. Convince us. Convince us, because he looks like a fucking fish. And I'm not trying to watch a fish try and fuck a human or be with a human. But yeah, with uh, Rihanna, uh, she basically poked Akabi's belly, like, because she's like, by accident, like, I, I, like, she's like jealous of her slender figure. She had mm. her finger through the, through the fence. And then eventually. But did like, Akabi poke her? And she go, woohoo! No, she's just like laughing, like, ah, it's okay, you're fine. <laughs> it's not the Pillsbury Dough Girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, this, <sighs> led, this led to uh, Komichi giving her confidence with her body and all that, like, hell, like, hey, you should do cheerleading with me for this. And then you get the thigh shot from the meme I said, yes. Lovely. 
basically all that and then she got confidence in herself again she got she went back to uh like oh yeah i remember why i love tennis and all that she's good at tennis again and then there was much rejoicing you know what's crazy is that that's not even the most like suggestive fucking shot of the week on a normal day it might be that's why there's really no there's no suggestive shots and that's i'm okay with that but if you still tell them they're like ah fuck you no i don't know (laughs) you know at this rate like with everything that i've like seen especially this season like listen if you're i'm gonna watch romance it needs to be a really really adorable love story it needs to be super fucking hilarious or it needs to be edgy like i can't like deal with like mediocrity in any of the three otherwise it's just going to be mediocre all right right, moving on uh vanitas part two i usually end with this but i'm gonna end with the new one but Hmm. uh we picked up where i left off uh no is like back at his house uh the housekeeper came in and said, oh, yeah, by the way, you have this letter. And it's dressed from uh, Mikhail. Mm. And they opened it, and it's Domi's hair. So he didn't kill her. He just cut off her hair mm. from, like, this 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 weird blue-haired kid, the psychopath Hazekashi. that we just seen. <laughs> Hazekashi. But, yeah, basically, it's like, oh, yeah, if you want her, if you want her alive, come here at night, that type of thing. And uh, I don't know if you remember from part one, we got a flashback of no Dominique and the brother um, the, where the brother got crazy. Lewis. I don't. You don't. Yeah. Cause they, they, they did the aftermath of that. Like we went, we went back to that real quick. Those are, those are interesting. Yeah. So basically with, uh, so, no, so no, was like passed out, like, tra- like traumatic, basically seeing his best friend decapitated in front of him, killing kids. Mm. And then um, he like he was like waked up, like snaps out of it, and he thought Domi was Lewis, mm. and made like Domi like you know like a doubt or something. That, Did you want him alive? It's that type of thing. So she actually starts to cut her hair to look like her brother. Mm. But uh, before that revelation, um, the older sister is like, "Oh, I'm glad he's dead, because uh, like we only wanted one of you alive." And then Domi's like, why why do you say something like, oh, you didn't know. You guys were actually twins. They lied about, like, like we, the whole family lied about him being older than you. Mm. So, yeah. So, and and twins are considered a curse. So, one of you guys had to go. So, I'm glad it was him. So, because we valued you. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. her, her world went upside down for all of that. Yeah, that's very dark, right? Like, holy, holy shit. <laughs> but, uh. Me-chan. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, she cut. She has her hair cut, look like the, her brother. She goes to know, and then knows like, wait, like why'd you do that type of thing? Mm-hmm. And, and she starts crying. He holds her tight. Like I have to, like, like he wants to protect her. Like, like no, no, this ain't right, type of thing. So that's why, like, no, like always looks, no, always looks out for her. And uh, while all that's going on, uh, Venitas, we're back to him. He's talking to Dante. The maid comes in, like. Like, terrible news. Uh, something happened to Dominique and uh, knows God. It's like, what do you mean he's gone? And he's like, there, there's only this letter. And Vadis read the name and his eyes went wide. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he starts running out like, 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 no has to get away from him like now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the no goes to this abandoned music park. Uh, he sees uh, Mikhail right there. And mm-hmm. Dominique is in a trance on top of a Ferris wheel. And he tells no, if you touch me once, she jumps off. Mm. Like she falls to her death from that height. Mm-hmm. So no, no tries to charge in. And you see another book of Vanitas. 
that this guy has. Thought there was only one. No, apparently not. No, Susan's so like, why do you have that? And Mikhail just through his introduction, like how Vanitas did in the first episode, but you find out, yeah, that's his actual brother. I thought you were going to tell me, like, oh, it's at the bookstore for $3.99. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> no he, that is the brother of Vanitas. <laughs> no, experiment number 71. <laughs> the one the doctor talked about in the first season. Like, oh, yeah, how's your brother doing? That made Vanitas basically fucking go lifeless for a bit. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, he's alive and well. <laughs> And like, oh, like Vanitas didn't tell you any of this stuff, like all of this. So, and he said no. He said he wants no to drink Vanitas's blood because he wants answers to why Vanitas killed their dad. That's why he wants them. And then he's like, oh, you didn't know any of this about him. So, how about this? How about you suck my blood instead? Suck me off. Yeah, so, ba- so basically, to see what I saw, basically. Do you see what I'm... Pretty much. <laughs> so, no, eventually caves in and does it. And we get the flashback. Uh, by the way, they're not biological brothers. just brothers in that experimentation type thing. Oh, shit. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm saying. I have, I have breaking news when... Uh, All right, go ahead. We're done. When, when we're done. When you're done. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, basically, uh, Mikhail's actual mother is, a de- is dead. She's decapitated. Mm-hmm. And you see a younger Roland, like from the Paladins. Mm. He's all bandaged up, like he was like looking after the kids. And he's like, "Why did she die?" Like, well, she was a curse bearer. Like, no, uh, she was she she was happy. Uh, also, before that though, uh, he was dressed as a girl mm. because the mother is a prostitute, mm. and he made her son dress up as a girl for her for him to get raped, like for paid me. for. So by like men. she hoard off her son, but men are paying for him. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. It's like have like have fun with him type of thing. Mm. Fuck my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While dressed as a girl. That's unfortunate. I was like, holy shit! Like, what the hell? <laughs> so while all that is going on, Roland's like, okay, I guess you can stay here for now, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what Mihal said, but is this something that made Roland like shiver, like holy shit, type of thing? But eventually, Mihal made his way to the experimentation room where he, where Vidius was being experimented on. And then the dog's like, oh, yeah, you can come in too. Hey, Vidius, come say hi to your new brother. Mm. So that's where it ended in that cliffhanger. And it's like, shit. <laughs> that took a dark turn. And I love it. Yeah, right, what, was your, what was your breaking news? Mashoku Tensei Ova, now available on Funimation. All right, well, we're going to cover that when we come back. <laughs> Yes, indeed, we shall. All right. Oh, all right. Uh, last one for me. This was on Netflix. Uh, I just readily picked it up because I had some free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kotaro lives alone. Mm. The apartment comedy with laughs and tears. That's the tagline. Mm. It's about this four-year-old named Kotaro who actually lives in an apartment by himself. Mm-hmm. He moved in, and there's a bunch of colorful people. Well, not really colorful, but uh, Shin, who is basically a uh, washed-up manga artist, who basically he was a deadbeat, mm-hmm. who had like, he had no desire to draw manga as much anymore, type of thing, living off his contest money. He was a slob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isamu, who is basically like this gangster-looking guy, who also loves Kataru, who's like, oh, you're so cute, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like he's like looking out for him. Like they're all looking out for him. Mm. And then Mitsuki, which is the girl, uh, she's basically a hostess at a bar with an abusive boyfriend. 
Who's that? Uh, Mitsuki. That's his sister. No, these are all these are all people living in this in separate apartments. Oh, tenants. Okay. Yeah, tenants. These, these are so all she's, tenants. She's with an abusive boyfriend. Interesting. Yes. And yeah, this Kotaro kid. Yeah, uh, he just talks and acts mature because yeah, he's been living on his own. He's been running away from home, mm-hmm. and people don't know why. Like they, he always like avoids it. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like to talk about it. And then uh, Ko- uh, Miss Kobayashi, uh, she's the one that gives him an allowance every week. Like like here's money type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you find out that's his mother's life insurance mm. he's dead mm. he doesn't know that but yeah uh he lives alone because this father his father's very fucking abusive and that's what made the mother run away and so she died as kotaro says he needs to become strong to help out his dad because he thinks his dad is just has some darkness uh covered him and even though it's not he thinks it's not just him because he's a kid he doesn't get it yeah that's fucked and uh, you just hear all this shit it's like fuck! Like I thought it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, that's the funny moments, but you just get all this. It's like good god. Not quite. Even like uh, the there was a there was a private investigator who was like he was befriending Kataro, and then you find out yeah he was hired by the father to look for him. And it's like I found him type of thing. It's like and the tenants they're like are you gonna tell him? It's like yeah I have to. I'm paid to do that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't tell him his exact address because this guy has also been abused by his his father. So that's like, yeah, like I don't want, like I, I yeah, I, I forced had to report to him, but I, I'm not gonna tell him where he actually lives. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. <laughs> so he's got a heart in there somewhere. <laughs> and even fucking Mitsuki eventually moves out of the house, moves out of the apartment because uh, basically she tried to tell her boyfriend that she was gonna break up with him, and then she. Fucking slapped her. She he slapped her. He slapped her. Yeah. Wow. And then basically, uh, one of the tenants, uh, the gangster-looking one, like, oh, yeah, like let me take care of him type of thing. And then Kotaro was like, no, like if the cops ain't gonna do anything, then you have to leave because he knows where you live. Mm-hmm. But despite him, like, feel like he's chasing her out. Yeah, he's because again, he's been abused, so he knows what it's like. <laughs> so you watch the whole series, or is this a weekly thing? It's all 10 episodes. It's all, it's all done. Oh, okay. And you watched all 10? I watched all 10. Mm. I was like, you know what? I got to finish. <laughs> I got to finish yeah. before we go on the air. God damn it. Yeah, it's it's just really good. Is it? And and even like the end of the episode, uh, they go to the gravesite for the grandparents. It's, like, it's mostly uh, the, the tenant Shin is the one that's mostly talking to Kotaro. Mm-hmm. Especially since they live next door. Mm-hmm. They actually... It actually re-sparks his love for drawing manga again. Yeah, so it's almost like, like he has a job type of thing. Uh, they actually picked up one of his manga drawings for a like a series. It, it's great. So like I'm happy for him for that. And he still tries to ace, and he still makes time for Kotaro despite all that. Like oh, it's a full time job type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the deadlines are more strict. I don't know. He despite him being tired, he makes time for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the final episode, like they go to the gravesite, and like and, and it's basically for Kataro's grandparents. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, Shin's like, "Hey, what was your mom like?" That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, she was sweet and all that. And uh, it's like, how, how do you like spell her name, the kanji? And then he does it in like the like the dust of the gravesite. Mm-hmm. And while they were cleaning it, 
on the side of it, Shin sees the mother's name and he covers it. Like he's like, he's like standing right by it. Oh, they're in the same grave. Ah, oh, that's yeah. dark. Yeah, that's the family grave. Ooh. Like the grandparents on the front, and she's on like the side, like the like the left side of it. Oh man. So he's like, hey, and then Katara's like, Can you please get out of the way? And then Shin's like, Nope, I'm not moving. Mm. Like, like you're distracting me. Like, that's fine. Like, I'll look the other way. Mm-hmm. He's like, he so he promised, like that even says, like, next time you go there, I want to go with you. He wants to keep going with him just so he doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically where it ended. That's dark as shit. It is, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, we do also. We also did get another female tenant, uh, Sumir Takei. Mm-hmm. She's only there for like the last like two to three episodes, but uh, basically her deal is she hates children. Mm-hmm. But she really tries hard to like get along with the kids. Even Katara was like, "That's me." Whatever people's motives are or what's wrong with them, Katara knows. Mm-hmm. And this this how he just picks up on it. Mm. And like there was an episode where Katara was like fat as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they thought like, okay, maybe it's his diet. But we find out like the school, they're they're serving healthy food. Mm-hmm. So like, what well, okay, so what the hell? What the hell's up? They find out the students are making him eat whatever they don't want to eat because they don't eat this stuff. Mm. So they're make so they're forcing Katara to eat it. Damn. And 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 uh Takei, she sees this as like, are you even hungry? Is it like, no, I, you just can't waste food. So even if I'm not hungry, I gotta eat it because no one else will, because I hate waste, no one should waste it. Mm-hmm. It's like, and even the teachers picked up, I was like, okay, yeah, it's like you're not doing that ever again. Like, we're gonna make sure the kids don't make don't make him eat it. <laughs> like all this, like like all their leftovers or whatever they don't want to eat. There's the ease on food, that's it. Yeah. I hope there's a season two. What'd you give it? I give it a four. Hmm. Four out of five. That sounds so sad. It is so sad, but there's there's some charm to it, but it's just they're really heavy on the sad crap. And it just you don't expect it. Like I saw, like, you know, I was like, I went on Netflix accidentally because I accidentally clicked on the button and I, I heard like a little preview of it. And it was it was Katara talking to the tenant um, asking about how his shower doesn't work. And um, he's like, oh, he's like, I got to fight to survive. And he pulls out a sword. And I was like, this seems kind of stupid. <laughs> but obviously- no, but that's why he does it, because he has the sword because basically he watched his kid show like this kid, like the samurai thing. Yeah. And like he fights to help the weak, and he wants to be strong to help his dad. Mm-hmm. That's why he does that shit. Mm. Yeah, that's is it's just the shit you find out, mm-hmm. and and it just hits you hard. Like fuck, yeah. It's like it's everything about it. Like I definitely recommend this to people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope this is season two because you don't see the dad. Like fully like finding him and all that. So like there's there's still it it, it, it leaves it open. Mm-hmm. And if it's popular enough, I definitely see it again in the second season. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got a 8.42 on my anime list too. Like fuck shit. Oh, that's pretty that went up pretty high solid. rather quick. That's pretty super solid, if you ask me, partner. Yeah, um, that's higher than the most on here. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, it's just it's ahead, it's even ahead of Dress of Dawn. It's only behind, of course, Tack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and Takagi Sound Season 3. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I'm done. Your turn.
God damn it. All right. Um, I never liked these. You know, it's like shit. Because uh, <laughs> I got to always remember what the fuck I did. Um, yeah, it's hard to remember all this shit. It is fucking hard. We watch so much. It's like, son of a bitch, dude. Yeah, that's what. It's like shit. Uh, Love of Kill. Um, what the fuck happened on Love of Kill? Um, so basically, the episode for Love of Kill, it surrounds uh Ryangha and he's speaking to Donnie and he wasn't kidding when he said he doesn't know who Donnie is um throughout right. the the last couple episodes we've seen you know flashbacks of, of Ryangha as a child come to find out the Ryangha that we were looking at as a child isn't the same Ryangha that we see as an adult um there's a flash uh, a flashback moment that they show during that day where you know you see baby chateau and she's crying and you see Ryangha driving like you know saying like i'm on your side whatever and then it pans to the passenger seat and the passenger seat shows freaking uh a, a boy that says what are you going to do Ryangha?" and that's the current Ryangha who's there so whatever happened which we don't know yet that guy took Ryangha's identity after Ryangha died but left Chateau there. So that was a pretty wild revelation. Um, the episode continues basically as Ryangha is um, taken in. He's, you know, held captive, captive basically. And Chateau basically busts in to try and save him. No plan, just fucking busts in to try and save his ass. Um, at the same time, he's staging his own escape. And um, he's fucking insane bro just fucking killing everybody just headshot 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 fucking two shots um but one of the things that happens is before he actually gets to escape he gets into a fight again with the other guy i forget his name but uh one of the, the guys there he's like pierced and shit like he's got a bunch of piercings and he punches him in his stab wound and he reopens up the stab wound um and this basically causes Ryangha to be like very slow he's like he's getting hit by bullets that he normally wouldn't get hit by he's still killing everybody but he's tired inefficient eventually collapses in a stairwell and the guy who punched him catches up to him and in a surprise he's like you know there's a commotion outside he's like somebody's here to save you he realizes that chateau and he gets up and he fucking finds the will to fight and he keeps killing people like to, to escape the other guy lets him basically lets him escape which is wild he said that he took an interest in him like in a previous like portion of the episode um and it, it's pretty wicked basically as we see um see them try like he basically escapes and you see uh chateau like going through and trying to like bust in herself she eventually gets caught out um in the forest near the house and they have her pinned down and as she's about to be taken in um her captor gets fucking shot in the head and uh there's Rianha saying like oh you know you, sh- you know you shouldn't have came- something about you shouldn't come save me something like that and then she's like well look at the pot calling the kettle black you know and then that's how the episode ends with them like having sharing that nice little moment together basically where mm. you know she just went and just said fuck it i'm gonna go save her um so that was cool um <clears throat> strongest sage strongest sage is always easy because it's always the same shit fucking maddie is op as shit and they do anything not anything but like they come up with a plan and it always works it never really fails so they basically arrive into the the city that they were going to go to and they don't go in because of the fact that it's heavily guarded and they also feel the presence of demon energy so basically they use whatever fucking sorcery to realize that there's 32 demons in the city and normally that's impossible you normally don't see demons coalesce however maddie basically says that these are called demi demons and demi demons don't 
have any real like super magical powers. So what they do is they all band together with their what little magic they have and they form like squadrons and shit like that. And that's how they coordinate and they take over. So the city's basically being fucking as being held captive by demons. Um, Maddie, of course, finds some secret hallway outside or secret passageway outside of the uh, city and they break into the city. They find that all the citizens are being like, they have some sort of like uh, mind paralysis magic on them that basically makes them like living dummies. So they pretend that they're done. But of course, Maddie has some stupid thing. Like it'll only pretend like you have it, but you're not really done. Just play dumb. So they're like, oh, <laughs> as they walk into the uh, the factory, this factory that's in the center of the city. When they walk in the factory, they find that the, that the city is manufacturing uh, what's called magic jewels or magic jewels. And basically they said that it's that that's a dangerous thing because of the fact that if you have a, a nice solid concentrated amount you can blow up an entire kingdom and that's what they were basically going for so they're like we have to stop them we have to basically save the citizens because if they pro if they have prolonged exposure to this uh this paralysis <laughs> magic um it can lead to permanent brain damage so they go in and they're like well listen like they're all demons but they're all weak but we'll break them up instead of going individually one by one. We'll do teamwork and we'll use their teamwork against them. So they come up with some crazy plan and they basically divide and conquer the demons. And, you know, they do a good job. Eventually they have like, I think it was like eight demons or 10 demons left. And as Maddie is going to go over there to kill them, um, one of the guys from the previous episode, I think is Guyless, or I think his name is Guyless. Um, Guyless comes over and fucking takes out half the demons. Maddie comes over, takes out the other half of the demons. And so far, the only person left is the boss guyless wants to face the boss and maddie's like all right you know whatever and he's like oh don't maddie don't don't interfere don't interfere and we see guyless has improved since his fight with maddie in the previous episode um he's been reading whatever book uh magic book that maddie gave him and he's improved his casting and things of that nature he goes blow for blow with the demon he takes damage but so does the demon eventually and um as the sun comes up basically he's able to kill the demon um but he's exhausted and and shit and so maddie's like oh you know you barely killed him but good job whatever the cases and um his uh, teammate lori went to uh, he, uh, he, uh, cast a healing spell on um on guyless but as he she's doing that the episode ends with the demon not dead he like his eyes turned red he's like oh and then that's how the episode ends for that so you know pretty solid i guess uh princess connect was a, a uh, it was a great episode basically long story short because of the fact they introduce all these characters and it's so hard to know their fucking names like they just do a, such a shitty job of that from that standpoint but the animation through this episode was superb the fight scenes were great we basically see karen has been turned into a puppet but we don't know that initially karen basically is doing um oh carol not karen carol 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 is doing um the fake princess's de uh bidding and we see her just mercifully fucking killing people like crazy or mercilessly sorry killing people like crazy and um we find out basically that the the fake princess has taken the power of that of that crown that she killed um the person that was associated with the with the redive she took her power and basically entraps all the citizens of the kingdom inside of a barrier and sends Kara out to kill them all and so it's like this mass massacre basically happening in the fucking in the city with shadow with the shadows who have you know they're like the lost souls so she dispatches the shadows and letting the shadows try and kill them so of course the gourmet guild goes out you know to try and save the day they do a pretty good job um but eventually the numbers get overwhelmed them and um 
Yuki, who's, you know, fighting and has that pressure of not letting wanting to let his friends die, has some sort of like traumatic, like brain pressure or something like that due to his memories, like coming sort of coming back. Um, like it's like a negative effect of the redive. And he basically goes unconscious. Um, so they're without their their level up because Yuki's power is basically to level up the other people so they can enhance their powers. Um, and so we see um as everybody basically gathers towards the center of the city, try and beg the, the queen, not realizing that the queen is evil. They're trying to beg her to like save them. Um, we get a magic cast from one of the detectives that we saw in the earlier in the season. She's basically figured out that the queen isn't the real queen. And she basically begs the real queen to show up and save them. Um, so as they do that, um, the, the current queen, the fake queen asks Carol, like, go ahead and kill all the citizens. And so she goes to kill all the citizens and she's, she hesitates, like she does it, but she's hesitating and she's hesitating. And eventually she stops and she's like, I don't want to kill anymore. Like even my heart can't take this anymore. And then that's when we see that she's a puppet because the, the fake queen basically takes her by the strings and fucking starts like puppet, fucking puppet controlling her. And she's basically killing everybody. And um Pecorine, who's been you know a constant source through this episode of like hope and fighting um comes out and you know she asks Pecorine, save me save me save me and Pecorine's like of course and then eventually the 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 casting stops and Pecorine takes a deep breath and again uh, like i said last week or in our last episode she hadn't told anybody the fact except for for kokoro that she um is the real princess so she says in the name of, of princess uh eustania von ostrak what I, I i said it's von something i said that wrong but in the name of princess eustania von ostrak um i will you know defeat you and i will take my kingdom back so she basically told the entire kingdom i'm the real princess eustania and there's raucous ovation you know like woo, they're coming to there they're coming to st steal the day and freaking uh what's it called we basically see like a, a face to face in a way between the the fake princess and the real princess so that next episode 11 is going to be wicked and like i said the, the battle scenes and the animation of the of the of the fights and the magic throughout this episode were really 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 well done um I, again i always say that about princess connect you're always going to get really spectacular anime um animation i should say and fight scenes um and the story is complete it's one side and then the other really horribly explained but then there are intricate details that they bring back that makes you like oh man this is really good but just the characters and the way that they're you know they all it's just it's a fucking mess but the animation and the fights great love it um boruto <clears throat> boruto uh was pretty solid i guess basically we see them navigate through a through a storm um boruto and ikada is the guy's name um the, the his friend's name his name is ikada so him and ikada uh basically navigate through a storm um along the way they notice a boater a capsized boat and a and a, a boater um who's drowning and so they have to navigate near a whirlpool and they manage to you know after much effort and struggle they manage to save the the boater however because of this um boruto realizes that ikada really does have webbed hands and so he really did save boruto he confronts him afterwards he's like you really did save me he's like yeah you know it's, i think it's weird and so everybody would think it's weird so that's why i didn't say anything please keep it a secret nobody knows you know whatever and he's like yeah no problem i get how you think it's weird you know that's typical fucking like i understand completely it's kind of childish i guess but you know still principle i get it <clears throat> and so they continue on in the storm ikada almost gets ejected because he runs into some harsh waves and he almost gets ejected from his boat he kind of gives up he's like well fuck it i guess i'm gonna die but boruto casts uh, uh shadow clone jitsu kagebushi no jitsu 
and um, is able to save Ikata and basically tell him like, oh, you're not going to die. You, you want to live out your, your dream as a boat maker. You're going to do that. Don't die. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So they share a nice moment at the end. Um, and that's that. However, toward the end of the episode, we get two critical details. One, the Funato clan are getting supplies on near, I guess, the same vicinity or near those islands where they're at. And they mention like, oh, you know, like we're going to go to war. We're going to take down the Mizukage and his fleet. And we're going to take over the land of water. Right. Of course, that's their plan. Um, we also find out that the, the woman who um, the sister who we see from the family is out and about. Um, going to some particular location earlier in the episode when we get when we get dialogue between Ikada and Boruto they ask about family and Boruto they Ikada asked Boruto like oh you got siblings and she's like yeah I got a little sister what about you he's like oh um I have family but I don't keep in communication with them I only keep in communication with my uh, older sister and we basically find out that Ikada is the is like a lost sibling of the Funado clan. And that last sister that he talks to is the sister that's part of the whole like planning right now with the Funado clan trying to take over the land of water. So that was a really good revelation, basically, that we find out that they're family. And that's going to probably cause a rift in the next episode or two in terms of, you know, how how he, how he may either betray Boruto or may help Boruto against his sister and the family. Cause we basically get an understanding in that dialogue earlier in that episode, that the family wasn't supportive of Ikata going off on his own instead of like staying with them, basically being pirates. He wanted to actually do something like straight. So that's why he wanted to be a boat maker and, you know, carve his own path. And basically everyone said like, no, that's stupid. And they hated him. And they basically, you know, shunned him except for his sister. Cause his sister's the only one that said, yeah, you know, carve your own path, be your own man. I support you, whatever. So um, that was pretty decent storytelling from that standpoint. And finally, Le Piste de Resistance. 86 is back with its penultimate episode. Good God. Was it a wonderful fucking episode? So. The episode begins with um, Shin being ejected from uh, where the Morpho blew up. Um, as he's ejected, he basically goes unconscious. And as he goes unconscious, he begins to basically kind of lose his fucking mind. He goes and he realizes, like, oh, I'm left alone again. Like, you know, like he, he starts thinking about the past, start thinking about the fact that he's left alone, uh, things of that nature. And um, he's losing himself. He's like, oh, you know, like he just, he's a disappointment or he's disappointed. Like these various fucking thoughts. And he's like just fucking losing his losing himself. All of a sudden he comes to he's not dead. Um, and he's trying to reach over to get the, the piece from his brother's, um, his brother's machine. He wants to hold it, I guess, you know, and he's, you know, still distraught and he's very hurt from the explosion. His, um, his, uh, what's it called? His juggernaut suit is all fucked up. Um, it's missing a leg, things of that nature. So it's very, he's not functioning very well on top of, you know, being severely hurt. All of a sudden we see a member of the Legion come up. And was like, you thought you were, you thought uh, you finished the job, but nope, I'm here and I'm going to kill you. And he begins, Shin, we never see Shin like this. He begins to panic. And he's always said in previous episodes, he's not afraid to die. You know, he in fact would welcome death and he's panicking. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then at the same time that he's panicking, realizing death is upon him, he begs the, the Legion member, kill me, just kill me, please just kill me. And as he says that the Legion member is about to stick his basically like claw thing, like from the, from the, from his Legion, like juggernaut into the cockpit and squish uh, Shin, we see an explosion um uh on the the legion uh fighter basically somebody shot the legion fire fighter it blew up and we're like what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening so um what's it called we see 
um, from the from the, the 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 fire. In essence, uh, we see Lena. We see Lena come out, and it's shocking. Like, oh my God, Lena, fucking Lena, and what's it called? Uh, Shin is still fucked up. She doesn't really realize it's Lena. He like sees the figurine, like the figure of her and can hear, but doesn't put two and two together. He introduces himself as his as like his current uh, Giyad Federacy, like information he doesn't, you know, uh, identify himself as Shine Nozen, but just rather like I'm, you know, the the lieutenant for the 168th division or whatever the fuck it is. And um, they have a conversation. They have a really heartfelt conversation about the current status. And basically we find out uh, the Republic has been destroyed. And, you know, all they have left at this point is just um, just fragments of their of their military, which is fantastic to hear considering they're all racist pigs. But um, Lena is one of those survivors. And so Shin basically tells Lena, like, you should go back. You should be careful. You shouldn't be on the battlefield. And Lena rejects that. And Lena's basically saying about how, you know, there was people that, you know, inspired her a long time ago and they're long gone. But um she wanted to keep fighting for them. She wanted to keep fighting so she could see them again, wherever they would be at. And she's not going to rest until she accomplishes that. Basically talking about her, her in the 86. Um, it was very emotional uh, from that standpoint. And so another thing that we notice is that her, um, her guardian, who's an 86 recognizes uh, Shin's uh, logo, the undertaker logo. And was like, oh, like she uh, was going to say something, but then she chose not to. Um, again, Shin and them have a back and forth. And then Lena finally identifies herself as, you know, I am, I'm major um, uh, Lena, whatever. Um, and, you know, whatever. And so Shin is shocked, completely, utterly shocked. He's like, holy shit, major. And he catches that. She catches that. And she's like, huh? And then he goes, nothing, nothing, nothing. And he just, you know, he begins to realize he begins to think of everything that he thought of while he was unconscious. It comes flooding back to him in the opposite direction, that he's not alone, that he didn't um, he didn't he's not left behind. He's not alone. He's not going to die alone. There are people that he inspires and that, you know, want him alive and things of that nature. And it brings him almost to tears. And it's interesting because at that moment, he basically accepts that he's going to pop the shell so he can reveal himself like it's me. It's Shin, the person that you've been talking about. And um, what's it called? As he's about to pop the shell, um, reinforcements come over down over over the horizon and basically go after the Legion Federacy or the Legion that's trying to get to that location where the Morpho is. Um, and then they basically escort. They begin to escort, extract uh, Lena out. And they try to extract Shin out as well. Um, but basically, it, it's, I don't know, it's a it's a beautifully told piece as they have this conversation. They have the emotional music um, in the background that you hear throughout the season. Um, it's it's a fan. I want to find the, the, the song for you because you would love it, Matt. It's a beautiful fucking song. But they have this conversation, basically. And at the end of the day, Shin chooses not to reveal himself to lena and frederica who's on the battlefield who managed to survive as well was like why didn't you tell her it was you and shin is like oh she mentioned that she wanted to catch up to me i don't want her to catch up to me while we're in a battlefield i don't want her to catch up to me while i look like this while i'm disheveled and hurt like i want to see her when this when this war is over i want to see her when it's not under these circumstances i want to see her when she's free just like we're free like basically and it is very nice moments uh, between them basically and so um, we also get a revelation that um, Shin is like how did you survive and she goes with tears in her eyes Frederica's like uh, 
uh, what's it called? That uh, Kiri, the guy who was piloting the Morpho who Shin killed. Um, Kiri saved me. When the explosion happened, Kiri, I guess, used whatever Legion power it was to push um, Federica back into the field so she doesn't get caught up in the explosion. And that was his final act, uh, which is very noble. And it brought things full circle. So um, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. Wonderful, wonderful episode. And then after credit, basically, we see Shin return back to the base. He's in a sling. He's all fucked up. And he returns to the reporting room so he could be with his other 86. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that as well. Um, when the reinforcements come, we see that his major, his current major is there. And, um, you know, says, you know, I'm glad you're alive. And then um, everybody was worried about you. And Shin is like, wait, there are survivors. And every all the 86 are there, like happy, you know, that they're that he's alive, but angry that he left them. And, you know, basically saying, like, you're not going to die alone, whatever. Said more reinforcement of the fact that he's not alone, that he wasn't left alone. He's not going to be left alone. Things of that nature. And um, it was very nice from that standpoint. So then in the after credit, we see um, when Shin walks into the reporting room, everybody turns around and the major starts playing the recorded conversation that he had with um with uh with lena because of the fact that he was done on official comms it wasn't done like outside of the comms so they were able to record the conversation and have that play back and everyone's just like you know grinning from ear to ear like oh look at shin with his girl da, 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 da. and the major kind of like just <laughs> and she walks away so the 86 and talk to her about lena you know everyone's happy that lena's alive that she fought and they all have all of them have a lot more respect than what they used to have at the beginning one of the things that made shin almost cry in the earlier episode is the fact that lena to this like moment of the, where he met where she met him and didn't realize it had the picture that he that she found in episode i think it's episode 11 or episode 12 the picture that she found inside of the 86 bunker that talked about her being like the pig um but she recognized like you know the fact that she earned her respect from them and she kept that picture with them in hopes of seeing them again or you know laying it wherever she may find them and you know she earned that respect and that's one of the things that one of the uh, 86 said like you know just like us where we fought and survived she's fought and she survived and it's commendable and we you know hopefully we get to see her again at some point so um fantastic shit all around the next episode is considered is uh i believe it's major or something along those lines it, i think it's going to be an episode for her it might it'll probably if i'm not mistaken be a flashback to how the the, the republic fell because we don't ever get a real resolution to that basically we see the beginning of the invasion of the legion into the republic territory and then the next shot that we see which is an after credit from one of the earlier episodes is the next morning and the whole fucking the whole republic is just to shit just rubble ruins fire bodies everywhere like it's gone at this stage and that's basically what we find out um when ernst um going back uh prior to that i'm being a little like in sequential but ernst basically says that the republic is gone the legion is pushing into former republic territory we need to join up with the republic in order to combat them because of the fact that we don't have access to the same like resources and locations that the republic does so if they begin to hide in the republic it'll be difficult for us to continue to chase them so we'll take any of the help we can get so we'll link up with them basically so we're gonna get a, i would imagine like some sort of like communicative or like team like thing with the former republic people that are still alive and the uh, federacy and at that point maybe we'll see some sort of reunion um of the 86 and lena but regardless just wonderfully told stuff very emotional stuff um between the two people like it was actually aggravating to me because i was like dude just pop your fucking chamber let her know it's you let her know it's you she misses you she loves you let her know and he fucking didn't he chose not to. I was like, motherfucker, bro. That shit. I was screaming at my fucking TV, dude. So 
Um, yeah, man, that's the recap for 86. And that, those are all my, uh, my individuals. All right. Very good. Now let's get to the meat of the matter. Everything that we are watching together. Are you losing your voice, bro? What's up? <clears throat> ah, clear my throat. Hold on. Get the frog out. No. All righty. Let's just go to platinum. All right. Mirai, your whole happiness speech is not working. <laughs> hmm? Mirai. Oh, Mirai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Platinum. It, 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 it was it was clearly shown here that it's not working anymore. <laughs> no, not not at all. They're done. Like wait, we're well past the happiness twenty four seven speech for sure. But uh, yeah, also Yuenda fucking lays down the law to that cop. <laughs> mm. Like we're not friends. Like I've only talked to you for like a total of five minutes and like forty three seconds. Yeah, dude, savage. And like all these, like all these encounters, like, yeah, this one was like 20 seconds. This one was this. The only time I talked to you longest was during that run in. And yeah, I regret that. You think I'm your friend for those five minutes? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. And then basically, Yoanda says, all right, I, I just want me and Mariah here to talk. Everyone else, back off. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you call it? Hoshi stays, the cop. It's like, like I want to. I actually want to hear all this. Like, I want to see this through. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, he still thinks he's your his friend, <laughs> despite, you know, being told no. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah. All the other candidates, Saki, Yuri, the kid, uh, Yumi. Oh, wait, you're talking about um, the, the emo one? Yes. Nakaumi. Yeah, him, the girl, the, the cop's girlfriend. They all leave. They all, they all go back to her hideout. So dumb. Oh, all that's going on. Like, okay, they go up. I just, all right, is this what I want? I convince me. Mm-hmm. Wow, me. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, Mirai just fails at that hard. <laughs> and, you know, on average, he it's not that he did a shitty job. It's just fucking Yoneda he, he is just so ridiculously, like, opinionated and has a, a, a rightful opinion as well. It's not bullshit, dude. It's legit. It's a legitimate opinion. That's not, it's like I hate him so much, but everything he says is just it's realistic. Like I see it now and it's like, fuck, bro. Like half of it is so blasphemous as somebody who grew up religiously. And the other half, yeah. is like, it just makes as an adult that, you know, seen shit. It's like, fuck, man, I just it makes all the fucking sense in the world, dude. All yeah, the fucking it, sense. I love how you just talk about like, oh, yeah, immortality could be reached in 300 years. Yeah, shit was but, wicked. dude. But you know what? It's not going to last that long. Like maybe humanity should go. Yeah, dude, savage. That's all ass savage. He's a whole fucking savage, dude. I hate the way they say like creature. Yeah, and they fucking say it, and people are fucking buying it. Yep, they are. And so it's like, no matter what you say now, it's just ain't gonna work for real. And even Yuanda says that, and it got to the point where Shuji basically had the girls tied up. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they were held hostage. Like this was the plan. This was the plan he had set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all to basically make Mirai choose. Yeah. Like, do you like do you want to become God? Do you really want to become this creature? Or I, I will give it all that despite everything he said just to save Saki. Yeah. He contradicted him, bro. And he had like you have 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And and they're talking to each other on the phone, like, okay, yeah, if he touches me, shoot her. If time goes up and there's no answer, shoot her. Mm-hmm. And there was like this seconds left, and then Mirai just says, "I I give up." Then Yuanda looks at him like, "You gave up that easily." 
Yeah, dude. And it's like, I had faith in you, and now it's just, I'm so disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And then Mirai talks about love, about his love for Saki, how much he means, how much Saki means to him. Mm-hmm. Well, it even got to the point where Yoen is like, that was remarkable. Like, how everything he said. <laughs> yeah. But it's too late. <laughs> I wish you said this earlier. So now it's just, are you gonna, whose life do you choose, hers or yours? So it's you die or she dies. So fucking savage, dude. And yeah, and even Saki was saying, like, do it, like, save yourself. Like, like, like I'll be okay type of thing. Yeah, she tries to tell Revel, like, go tell them I'm fine. And Revel's like, nah, I can't do that because I value your life more than his. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. And Mirai says, take my life. Yep. And then, and, then, and again, you end up disappointed in him again. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, and then he shoots the arrow, and then he's like, arms out, like, ready to accept his fate. And then we get credits. I think there's going to be I bet you anything like I think either fucking um, Hoshi is going to take the fucking bullet. He's going to take the white arrow. And then there may be something that happens at the at the mansion where they fucking flip the script. Um, I definitely see him take taking the arrow. Yeah, I definitely see Hoshi taking the fucking arrow. And then he's going to say, why are you going to do this for some type of person that wants to be this creature type of thing? <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah, he's going to say something that's probably make you end up question himself a little bit. Yeah, it's so nuts, dude. It is nuts. Good episode. Holy shit. What a redeeming fucking thing. Like literally, like it was like a two and a half. If you're lucky, a three. And now it's a solid four and a half. Four, four and a half. Super solid, dude. Nah, no. Fuck. I, I love Yoanda's monologues. Yeah, I hate him. People so much. people That's hate him, doing. but it's just you but you can't help but listen. No, you can't. It and everything he says is just fucking it's got it's got purpose it's got fucking understand like it's based in reality a lot of it it's not just bullshit yeah not, um you know? yeah yeah i got to point where people started questioning their faith exactly dude like 10 percent of of humans fucking left like again he dropped that down a lot from 75 percent of people believe in a god to 10 percent and no one could ever do that like in real life um, no no way no chance no, like you'd be lucky. No. You you'd be lucky to get five percent of that drop. Right. But he did it in sixty-five or so percent. In like twenty-four hours. On top of that. Yeah, like, like yeah, even like a day or so. Yeah. Yep. Just holy shit. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna be done. Let's see if they actually end strong. Let's see if they actually set this up right. All right, moving on. World's end harem. A decent episode. What were, what were your thoughts? <laughs> it was a decent episode. It was a decent episode. Nothing, nothing really sexual happened. Yeah, this is this is more drama. This is more drama. They've cut out the sex. I mean, they still have shitty blur, shitty fucking. But, but it wasn't but, like all over. No, it wasn't. It was. They already. Yeah, they basically said they st- stop fucking and you know try and get everything. But they're you know like I said, they're telling a decent story. They're telling a really decent story, and it's good shit. It is yeah, solid this, shit. This, this is just the point. That, like this stuff like this is just very distracting. In essence, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's really the the big flaw to give it a a decent grade. I give it a decent grade because I've been enthralled by the story. Like an etchy. Right. That, this is the best story out of all the etchy anime I've ever seen. Truthfully, even Mushoku Tensei. It's not an etchy anime, dude. It, it's still an R rated. That R rated is different from etchy. This all is right, purely right. etchy. 
All right, fair enough, fair enough. It's purely etchy, bro. I've seen, yeah. I've, I've, I haven't seen that many. Like I've seen, I've seen Arrow Manga. You know what? Arrow Manga Sensei had a had a nicer story. Arrow Manga Sensei, then fucking uh, World's End Harlem. Because this is a better story than Shimeta. This is a better story than uh, Peter Grill or Super X Heroes. Um, I think those are the only other ones I've seen. So yeah. not many, but I've seen a, a, a decent variety. So yeah, it's a solid yeah. story. Solid, solid story. Basically, I don't think that Arisa um, and her cult are really uh, are really uh, terrorists. They're just labeled as terrorists by the UW, but they're really yeah. not. They're really not. Yeah, they, they talk about it. like they're basically they're just exposing like, hey, these guys were lying to you. Yeah, we have number four. <laughs> I really hope it ends up being like a humongous orgy. <laughs> but also the fucking ch- outfit appearance with uh, Doi. <laughs> Do- yeah, Doi's fucking savage now. Yeah, and we find out what Karen really wants. She wants to be the head of the UW, right? The world. She wants the world. Okay, fucking uh, Dr. <laughs> Evil. Yeah, but no, she wants to be number one in everything that is going on. That's why she tries so hard. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, as I, but there's like, Eddie, she wants a door. It's like, yeah, you could fuck me, but I can't have you knock me up because this will ruin it. Yeah, like I, you're, I still need you for my plans. And then Doi's like, you know what? That's fine. I'll help you out. And then at the end of the episode, bro, that reveal. Holy shit. Doi, Doi looks like a super villain now, bro. Yeah, right. Like no glasses. His hair's changed. Yeah, dude. He looks taller, fucking more fucking confident, bro. It's amazing what pussy does to somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, it's he, so he's, true. God, he's he's fucked for like a couple of months straight. This is. They said he didn't they say his number like in the previous episode was like 63. Something like that. He's fucked 63 girls. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, bro. like multiple times in a day. My number is not even close to 63. Not even close. No. <laughs> I'm not even close to 63. I'm like one fucking. Yeah, it's half her age. Yeah, for real. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but no, uh. Yeah, and it's I, interesting too to see fucking um number one be uh what's it called like he agreed to stop fucking he be ended up befriending the one chick yeah it's more but he actually shed, he has feelings for uh for Rato's sister it seems like it's pretty wild yeah and like in this I feel like there's like this defense group that say Rato and the others like they have like this little hidden motive yeah 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 for sure and then Chloe yeah. of course is evil yeah and. Yeah, then this all the time. You find out, yeah, sure. Like they just hated men. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted all women's world. They want to find a way where you could have what a bitchy world. Just... Imagine a woman a, a world full of only women. Like what a bitchy fucking world. Yeah, like Patty, they, they, bitchy. They hate, hate men so much that they rather get pregnant by another woman or just do something genetic. Like what the fuck? And I'm very curious as how they explore how they explore Explain that. It how they explain that but then also how they explain um susan and uh that link with her and um and arisa because there's clearly a link they flash back to when she's in a tank and fucking we see arisa observing her right i'm very curious from that standpoint as well perhaps it's a sleeper agent thing who knows but now that's so many good fucking takes from this show like you know that's why i I don't mind giving it a solid three this is a solid three out of five stars it's not going to get more for me given everything but just the story it's a it's one of the better stories of the season 
Right. I would take the story in Worlds and Harm, not even just like this of the sexual shit. I would take the story over fucking uh what's it called? I take it over 24th Ward. I'll take it over fucking uh Shenmue right now. Yeah, like we'll, I would we'll take get it to, over. We'll, we'll get to 24th after this. So. Yeah, we'll get after this. Yeah, I'll take it over fucking uh Love of Kill. I would take the story over uh Strongest Sage. Like that's you know, I just put that story, just the story itself. No, above yeah, a, a I, bunch I, of decent I, anime. I put it over a couple. Like I'll put it over Lee Dale. I'll put it over fucking slow loop. Ah, you know what? Story wise, yeah. Story wise, yeah. Yes. I still enjoy for what it is, but story wise, yes. Doll's Frontline for you, maybe? Yeah, definitely. Doll's Frontline. Yeah. Um, I don't that's think really Yeah, I was going to say, because you, you're more. I think that's re- yeah, I, yeah, Lupin I think, is yeah. yours. Like, you like freaking uh, Akame Sailor a lot. Being the need, the needest in rankings are your baby. Oh, yeah. The, the, so. Yeah, Vidas is definitely high. <laughs> of course. Of course. Good shit. Yeah, good good shit around. Let's just good see shit, pal. Show. Yeah, let's see if they end is strong. <laughs> Hopefully, I re- really hope it's not something fucking stupid. Speaking of ending strong, let's go with one that's been slowly declining. Speaking, <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty transition. Okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, fucking twenty fourth ward. I didn't mind this week's episode. You've been more critical of twenty fourth ward than I have. I agree. It started out ridiculously hot and it has cooled off substantially. But I'm not in the camp of it's gone to shit. It's not the worst thing, but it's just, what do you want? <laughs> I like, like the like flashback you, like, like You've had some great episodes, and then in the middle, it's just, it felt like a filler. Not quite, but I see what you're saying, but I didn't get that feeling. Um, It was, it, you know, it was a very slow build and dramatic attempt at a, at a reveal for something that kind of fell flat. That's how I would okay. classify it as. That's fair. I would classify that as, but I enjoyed this flashback episode for those who haven't seen it. It's a flashback episode where we see all of the, um, yeah, oh, we I heard a beeping. I heard a beeping. I was like, yeah. sorry. Um, we see them, how we see all the characters interconnect. We see Koki's mom, um, and, and father, how they got together, um, how that interacts with, um, uh, Susugawa, how that interacts with the dude from Sarg, um, how that interacts with, uh, with, uh, what's it called? Um, shoes family and we yeah. see rand and we see zero how zero is born because of you know it, it, it i liked how everything tied together uh, one event that couldn't be prevented because of kanai's inability to complete her system was a chain reaction that led to everything that's happened on top of the fact of koki's father going through severe heartbreak twice because of stuff outside of his control i thought that was really well explained well done it gives us a a legitimate background to see the potential demise of such a critical character and how the building blocks for that have you know in shape to where we can conclude these last, I think, like two or three episodes where we can build to something that's greater than than what it is. You know, granted, they have that. They have a couple plot holes, you know, in terms of how to how to explain the potential destruction of um of what's her face. Asumi. Uh, but I mean, I like this episode very much because it was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I kept saying that a lot because one thing led after the other led after the other led after the other we see literally we see koki's mom be with fucking zero cause zero go through pain get swept off her feet by koki's dad she dies because of something that she couldn't prevent koki's dad wants to like prevent it 
then goes through and like it was like yeah it starts relenting then his fucking daughter dies then he's like i want it done and again great shit great explanations i like this episode very much all right that that's fair yeah i'll give that Uh, don't worry there's no new episode there's no new episode next week we instead we get a recap episode another recap so that automatically means it can't be anything above a three from us if you get a recap episode it's the second recap it's not a, no it's not it's not the second recap yeah we had we had a we had a break and they showed a recap but they didn't I, count as an episode really yeah i don't recall i thought it was just an episode they just skipped it and that was it no no I was like okay there's no episode but there's a recap while you wait didn't even dawn on it yeah. it's falling into that freaking uh what's it called into uh wonder egg territory yeah yeah Ugh. Eggs. Uh yeah let's move <laughs> anyway yeah, um, no Genius Prince because we already covered that last week. <laughs> did we? We did, yeah. We we watched the latest episode before we got on. Oh, yeah, we did. This ours. We got five left. Huh. Go ahead with Shamui. Let's go with Shenmue, yes. Rio is in China. He's in Hong Kong. He Hong finally Kong. arrives. He arrives. He got caught off guard with a girl on a bike, which you know her name is Joy. Mm-hmm. While she got distracted, a kid robbed him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pickpocket. Wong, his minions. Sam. Pick backpack. Pick backpack. Yes. By, yes, the, the team of Wong, Sam, Larry, and Coolzy. I'm guessing they play a significant part in helping him later on. Well, does Wong. Mm, okay, just a kid. Yeah, yeah. And you catch him pretty early. Yeah. And yeah, and everything was fine. Just all his money was gone. <laughs> what, in the backpack? Yeah, all he he lost all his money. No, he had his money. He said he had the. I'm saying in the game he lost his money. (laughs) Oh, in the game he lost his money. Yeah, he loses all his money. But in the anime, he didn't lose anything of significance. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh no. Yeah, it made like a big deal. That's why Joy felt bad for Rio. That's why she takes him to this hotel. Like, hey, you can crash here, basically. Can't fuck me here, but you can crash here. Yeah, they don't fuck. That's sad. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot. No, they don't. I would definitely sing her the chimpo. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, um, Rio meets his old guy about Chai Chi. Old man Jimin. He's Jimin. so good. I love him. Yeah, uh, yeah they they were fighting back and forth. He had this Tai Chi style. And when he was about to ask Rio about what was his trial, he wasn't there. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, he goes to the temple. He sees a girl there. He's like, oh, why are you here? Type of thing. He's like, oh, you know, I visit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's looking. But he's looking for Master Tally Show. Mm. And this old guy's like, ah, you, the master will come to you. You cannot. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Uh, then Rio meets up with Joy. That's when she tells her about the hotel. Like, oh yeah, don't go after Wong because he has no family. So like, leave your backpack. It's good as dead. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but Rio says, I promise I won't hurt the kid. I just want the bag back. And I just show me where he is. Mm-hmm. So she takes him there. He sees Joy. Uh, sorry, sorry. Joy takes him there. He sees Wong. Mm-hmm. They don't, I just want to talk to you. But he beats the shit out of the goons, not Wong. Mm-hmm. Then they eventually talk. He gets his bag back. Everything's there. He's on the boat or whatever. Where was it? Was it on a boat? Uh, where? The, the, the bag. The bag. Um, it was either in a boat or it was inside of like a um a what's it called um re- container. 
Right. A container on the dock. He eventually gets it back. He's like, oh, yeah, like, you don't have to be like this type of thing. He runs off. He talks to Tai Chi. He learns the iron palm. Mm -hmm. Like, practicing over and over again. It got to the point where he actually knocked the leaves off. Mm -hmm. And then he goes back to the temple. Like, uh, because Giant Man's like, oh, yeah, you can go. You can go beat the master. Mm -hmm. But basically... He talks to the old guy, and then you find out the lady who basically hangs out there was the master. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, ta-da! <laughs> I was expecting a guy. They everything kept saying like, like he, 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 and shit. I guess. Right? Yeah, but no, it was a good, it was a, it was the lady. Yeah. While Hong Jiong, the the guy there, no, he's not the master, master. It's Li Xiao. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was where they ended. Roll credits. Wasn't bad. That's for me, nice. I enjoy it for what it is. For you, I totally understand why you're frustrated. 100%. But it's like, ah, what can you do? I'll, 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 I'll just make it. I'll just watch it as its own things. Yeah, yeah. No, no use crying over spilt milks. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, Realist Hero. A solid episode. Very, very well done. Of course. This has been one of the, rev- this and Genius Prince has been one of the, like, the, the key like, revelations like in terms of like mediocre that became like good for sure yeah no, this, it, it picked up major sure. majorly major i love how everyone is dressing up like clark kent and all that while claire yeah. is the maid outfit <laughs> yeah carla 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 Caliente. <laughs> you want to just grab her wings and Yes, I know. Uh, look, and they're the sensitive spot at the party. This... Lick the tip of the wing. Hey. No, this hat, no, just lightly caress your fingertips on the base of the wing. Watch the body <laughs> shift. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is like tentacle porn, except it's wings. Wing porn. Exactly. It's wing porn. Ah, I believe she can fly, right? Yeah. But yeah, they're but yeah, what what was the what was that guard's name? The guard um Owen? Is it Owen? I think it's Owen. All right, we'll, we'll call him Owen. It might have been Owen, yeah. It is Owen. I'm looking at It is Owen. Yes, I remembered. Yeah, uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, let's go down this alleyway. Then Owen's like, no, you can't. It's full of gangsters and mugs. It's a Guala Street. You're going to get mugged, kid. You're going to get killed. It's full of black people. Don't do it. Just kidding. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know. You're supposed to whisper it. <laughs> like the white people do. People. Like that Trumpy outside of the, the corner of your 7 Eleven, right? So bad. <laughs> Do it. Do that's it. My, that's gonna be my going away. Yeah. That's gonna be my going present. Bro, like you when you do it, like when they say, Why did you do it, Matthew? You're gonna be like, Oh, like you show them the meme of Aaron in your ear. Do it. Run him over. No, it's just he does what he did. <laughs> that's it. He knows what he did. Oh man. But no, someone's like, oh no, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's a nice town. Like it's there's sheet, there's drop, there's sheets hanging up. Everything's yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the shit? And it's like, oh well, we're gonna go outside the gate. Oh, it's like, no, you can't. That's dangerous again. It's like, oh, well, I proved this to you, so fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we meet the doctor, uh, the free-eyed doctor. What was it? What was her name? Uh, something with an E. Um, let's say Elsha. And these people are not putting up their her name. Elsha. I have her name on. Right, let me go to my. Let me go to my. Yeah, we need to know our name before we continue because I don't get names mixed up. Goman. Goman. We're waiting. Goman. 
Not go, go men. Domo. Not go women. Go, yes. go, 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 daddy. Oh, here it is. Did you lose it? Uh, Hilda. Hilda. Hilda, yeah. Hilda von Schaft. <laughs> now the doctor is there, and then, oh, wait, refugee camp is being attacked. They're going to kidnap the children. And then you see the, what was that girl that he knows through that, that cousin he knows? I forgot her name. I, like, yeah, he recognizes I, the group. Oh, yeah, that's the team I used the dummy for. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's like, uh, are you going to fight? I kind of can't fight. Uh, I'm going to anyway. I mean, it, it, it was it was very admirable. Yeah. I, and yeah, even this year's like, all right, don't touch anything. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, you're not like, do you know anything? Uh, Owen told me a few things. Okay, you're going to stay still. And then, yeah, he sees the girl being attacked. Like, oh, I got to be a hero. Throw yeah. something as a distraction. And he's like, well, what, was, what are you going to do now? I don't know. I didn't think I'd get it this far. Yeah. Rose is like, ah, shit. And then that guy gets attacked. The woman attack him. Lysia scolds him. Say, what would ha- I don't know what we would do if you died. And then uh, Kazuya uh, says the girl's name. is like, how-? And then she was like, how do you know my name? And Lysia was like, yeah, how do you know her name? Uh, great and work, then, Owen. And he's like, oh, oh, God, it's the villagers. You guys okay? Right. It's like, this, this, you don't, don't hide the subject. Don't change it. And it's like, ah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Oh, yeah, uh, I, don't give me the credit. Give those people the credit. Yeah. And chase it. <laughs> and then we see fucking the slave trader. Yes. What's his name? Rudis. Uh, oh, um, uh, Cherry? No, no, not Cherry. Candy? I Ginger. Should... Ginger. Ginger, yes. They, see, they, they go to Ginger. And again, yeah, he says, "Up, oh, everything's going great." How did it? How did this episode? How the episode end? The episode end when they um went after they saved the children. They were able to escape by pinning it on the adventurer. And they yeah, walked, I'll talk about with asked, Ginger. Like where where did they leave? That happened at the beginning of the episode. So Ginger came at the beginning of the episode before they went into before the hood. Before he came into the end. <laughs> no, Ginger was the beginning. The, well, the first thing they did before they went into the hood was they went over to Ginger's like school basically and asked him like how. It, how the school was running, how the kids are doing, the attendance, things of that nature. And he mentioned how like all the kids attend all the time because they want to learn. However, none of the adults want to because they've survived and they live fine without without learning. So why do they want to learn now? So they're proven to be difficult. And Soma said like, okay, that's up to me to figure out how to get the adults to attend. So don't worry about that. I'll focus on just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing. Long story short. All right. Very good. Moving on. Uh, again, nice episode. We're almost done. I forgot there's a demon war going on. <laughs> It, it honestly, it's so easy to forget. That's one of the hang That's one of the few hangups of the truthful. I know. It's like, are they gonna mention it at the end or next season? Uh, it gotta probably be some sort of like revelation of at the end of the season, God, especially if there's gonna be the season. If I would hope, so. yeah, I would hope so too, but we're just gonna have to wait. All right, let's go. Sasaki and Miyano, a solid episode. This was cute, very cute. We got our fireworks, we'll get to that in a bit. Hanabi. Yeah, so basically we go back to the the Fug Cafe. Yes. Not made. The Yankee. The Yankee Cafe. The Yankee Cafe. Hooligans. Delinquents. Junkie. Yeah, so uh, while Sasaki was doing a shit, Miyano goes to the fortune teller. He goes to the president, Hanzawa. So go ahead and explain what happens. I'll ask you a question. Basically, he, he wants advice through tarot cards to see how he can handle his feelings on Sasaki. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it was just more of like a strafe type thing. And with Miano, I think just I think he's just afraid of hurting him. Yeah, that's so, that's why he can't. Why? So we get that we get that explanation during the Hanabi episode. Yeah, there was a revelation after Sasaki leaves. So basically, Sasaki gets the tarot card reading from Senpai and Miano. Huh? Miano. Sorry. Miano. Yeah, Miano. Miano gets the the tarot card reading from Sen- from and mentions the card he picks is I forget what it was, but it mentions it's about perseverance. And I think it was strength. I think it was a strength card. Strength card. It was strength and mentioned like you have to be strong. You have to persevere. Um, you have to continue to push through and find your feelings and be strong in your choice and be strong in your decision. Um, and that'll help you out. And you know, it helps out Miano. Miano goes away. And the revelation that you know I wanted to ask you was he mentioned he he does a tarot reading for himself. He pulls it out and it's like understanding or that the card. And he mentions like, I guess it's up to me as the big brother to just accept where this is going as long as the other person accepts Miano. And I'm like, is that a senpai talking or is he related to Miano as like an older brother and they just don't, you know, mention like Nissan or whatever. You talk case. about the president? Yeah. I... That caught my eye. I was like, is that Sasaki's brother? Is that Miano's brother? Cousin? Family member of some sort? No, I was just thinking he's just someone that has seen this type of behavior with other people before. Because he's straight. He has a girlfriend. And you can yeah, tell I, being yeah. supportive because pre- he understands again, what's going on. And again, but... he, I'm pretty sure he's helped out a bunch of students because yeah, because again, he's the class president. People look up to him because again, yes. they're gods in anime. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, basically, um, as that had they, uh, they what's it called hirano lets uh sasaki out 10 minutes early they go enjoy the festival um you know they go to a couple things yeah then, then yeah then how's i was like you know he's got 10 minutes right like shut up yeah so then he goes Get back in there yeah so basically uh sasaki or miano goes to perform in the cross-dressing competition and um uh what's it called uh what's his name the the glasses miano yeah uh kurosawa Kurosawa. Kurosawa and Sasaki have a conversation while Miyano's up on stage. And basically, um he asked him if Kurosawa, he's okay with it. Yeah, he asked like what's going on with it. And he like, oh, and uh Sasaki's like, Oh, I guess uh Miyano's told you something. He's like, No, but I can tell what's going on. And you know, she's like, Oh, you know, it's hard for me to like, you know, support him, but at the same time, he was so open with me, so I do want to support him. Like he wants to see him happy. <laughs> he wants to see him happy, and he, you know, he realizes that you know he made you know sometimes crowd him. Um, so Miano ends up getting second place, but he's also happy the about uh, also like he had the whole like little revelation with the whole 50 year thing that flashback. Oh, yeah, he had that like, and then he's like, Was he really? And he thought Zaki took it as he was playing long term with him, which is not the case, but in any case, hey, you never know, perhaps. Anyway, so uh, Miano gets first, uh, second place rather, and is happy about that because he's like, Oh, at least I don't look as girly as the other guy, basically. Yeah, um, they end up changing. Um, and then they go to lock up, basically. It's the end of the festival. Um, it's at night. Uh, Miyano's in charge of locking up all the doors on the inside of the school. Sasaki goes with him. And as they're having a conversation on, on uh, about things, um, he gets nervous. But then he tells Sasaki, like, listen, I, I, if you don't mind, give me a little bit more time, you know, to tell you my feelings. And Sasaki is like, okay. And he holds his hand 
and like collapses in his shoulder as the as the Hanabi and the fireworks. Say he'll wait longer, and yeah, Miano loves this vulnerable side of him. <laughs> yeah, Miano loves the vulnerable side. But the key that you mentioned earlier that you were getting ahead of yourself is the fact that he hasn't given him his decisions because it's not fair to Sasaki. He says this because of the fact that he doesn't know whether he wants this relationship. He doesn't know basically whether he's fully gay or he's accepting of the fact that he's got gay feelings, and that um, it's not fair. He doesn't want to lead him on. Like he, does, he, yeah, he, he, dates him. On. he doesn't want to play him. He doesn't want like he, he dates, dates him and then realizes he doesn't have the feelings. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I like, I like him, but I don't like I don't know if I like him the same way that he likes me. And I don't want to say that I like him or get with him and then realize like this isn't for me. Like I don't like men, or I don't, you know, I I don't want to crush Sasaki because he can tell how invested Sasaki is into him. Right. Um, but then things continue to progress from that standpoint throughout the episode. Yeah, because uh we we're at the mall. Miano yeah. uh sees Sasaki, and then there's a girl. Yes. And then there's um Osagawa Juro. Yeah, Osa- Yeah. And uh Miano's like, who's this? And they find out, yeah, that's Sasaki's sister. She dragged them along just so for picking out outfits for her boyfriend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at that buffet. It led to the point where she takes off and takes Ogasawa with him, with her. Mm-hmm. And now Saki and Miyata are alone together. And then it's like, hey, you got plans? Like, oh, I was going to watch this uh, Yaoi movie. And Sasaki wants to tag along. Mm-hmm. And he eventually says yes. And then Sasaki, he's like, oh, this is like a date. <laughs> And that gets me a little flustered. It's like, you don't want to see this. It's a gay thing. I, I gave you gay manga, but you don't want to see a movie, do you? Right. Yeah, and you find out that there are only two guys there. And it was all girls. Yeah. Because it's popular with the women, mostly. Unless you are unless you are gay. Or like Gowie. Right. And the, yeah, they find out that Sasaki likes the movie. You see Miyano crying like, oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, he was all gushing over it. And then as they're talking that, about that, the girls are talking. Yeah, the like, girls are talking. They're like, oh, are they gay? They must be dating. Are they dating? Yeah. And, like, why would they see that? Then Sasaki yeah. gets nervous. Sorry, not Miano. No, Miano. Miano gets nervous. Sasaki doesn't pay them any mind, but Miano gets self conscious because of the fact that people are starting to look at him. But then he starts realizing internally, he's like, I feel so at ease with Senpai. Being with Senpai makes me happy. You know, I, love I feel like he's high. just see it, realizing and, it. And now. He realizes it like that. He's like, you know what? He's like, if this isn't real feelings, I don't know what is. And he basically admits, like, to himself, like, I like, I like senpai in a more than senpai way. Yeah, and yeah, roll credits, and roll credits, and roll credits. The episode, the season has to end with them getting. Yeah, I, I do not see a second season happening. I don't either. Isn't the manga still going though? Yeah. So that's what I said. I see them getting together to end it. That would be sad. You know, not for nothing, I would continue. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, I wouldn't be gung-ho to watch another Yaoi anime, but if they came out with a second season of this anime, I would definitely want to watch. Right. You know, that's okay. It was very wholesome. I love the stuff. Yeah, at some point I'll watch Given, but it's not on my to do list anytime soon. But I'm not clamoring to watch Yaoi, but I've enjoyed this Yaoi. And I guess I've enjoyed it a lot because of the elements of fucking of Horimiya that that we've been given, which I adore Horimiya. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I it, you know what it is. 
also when you think of yaoi anime when you think of gay things in general you think sometimes it's going to be like drama filled and fucking pansy-esque and you know super duper feminine like raging queer and it's this hasn't been that which has made it you know definitely a well that's because it's not hollywood yeah I don't know. That was the anime lets it play out. <laughs> that was always my mindset of Yaoi was, but you know, yeah. just raging queer, like oh my gosh, and shit. You know, again, that's that. that's U.S. television. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like it's two guys that you know. Okay, I I do love the virus works here a lot, and just yeah. Or you know, when you think, I, you know, honestly, when I thought of Yaoi, I thought of Boku no Pico. Stop! 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 <laughs> I will end this call. <laughs> what happened in the last thirty minutes in the last couple episodes? I mentioned uh, no, nothing. Nothing. You ain't getting them. <laughs> Let's move on. Dress up, darling. Anyway, we're we're gonna dress up, darling. Uh, we're go. We're we're picking up where we left off. Photo shoots are happening. Uh, Madden keeps breaking character because she can't help. She can't contain herself because it's a little annoying. Too- even I was a little annoyed. I was yeah, like, everyone got because everyone's too quote unquote too fucking cute. Yep. Especially uh, it was cute seeing Juju smile though. She's got a cute smile. Yeah, yeah. Especially Shajuna. She was like, I hate this type of cosplayer. Like, I hate it. It's annoying. We're on a time schedule. It's money. What am I gonna do with you? Smile. Yeah, like uh, but yeah, she she enjoys the detail. Mm-hmm. She enjoys their cup. And of course, Shinju's B strap rips. It's like uh, your chest is expanded. And then it's like, it broke. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So all that happened. They went their separate ways. Uh, Sejuna, Shinju were looking over at the photos. They loved them. And uh, the Shinju opened up about how she felt jealous of her sister. But no, you find out Sejuna was the one that was actually jealous. Yeah. Because Shinju has the body type of people she wants to cosplay as. Well, He's small and flat. Yep. But yeah, she wants to keep working hard on it. And then Shinji opened up saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a part-time job soon. Yeah. So I want to keep doing this with you type of thing. Yeah, you missed the part, though, that when, what's it called, Juju and pulled Gojo to the side while her sister were you know, basically doing their parts of the photo shoot. And so Juju and, and Gojo have this conversation about, you know, thank you for like, you know, bringing this out of my sister. I would have never guessed whatever. And Gojo says like, Hey, you know, it's difficult sometimes to tell people how you really feel about what you really love. Yeah. Um, I can relate. And so, you know, I did my yeah, best. Yeah. Cause he has the Hina dolls. Yeah. Cause he has the Hina dolls thing. And uh, Juju is like, well, you know, like, obviously like there's a lot more that went into this. Like you only paid for the raw materials. Right and she only pays she's like yeah but you know it's okay whatever she's like no she doesn't realize how expensive it is like no problem like i'll, I'll pay for and it no she said like yeah like i'll pay you back like yeah cosplay is expensive <laughs> and gojo's like yeah it's all good you know no big deal and then basically when they have this conversation juju like is blushing because obviously she feels something more than just you know a business relationship with, with gojo but realizes marin and gojo are together but basically juju says under her breath like like this man is truly wonderful and Gojo yeah. picks that up. She's like, what'd you say? And she goes, she goes, nothing. I said nothing. The and under, her breath, under her breath, she's like, she's like, it wouldn't be right for you to hear what. I-. And it was like, oh, fuck. That was cute. Yeah. That was very cute. Uh, well, all that went on. Uh, they sent the pictures to uh, Marin and Gojo. Uh, they, then uh, Marin was like, Talk about, so how did it all come together? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Shinji was at my house. Yeah. By ourselves. Like, like I measured her all that. And then Marin had this face like, did you? 
But she had the blow. She had the blow up fucking angry face, pouty face. Yeah, it's like uh huh, like and go to just oblivious, like you know, like, like most rom coms. Okay, like, like what? No, everything is fine, no problem. Pouty face, and even though not everything is not daijobu, <laughs> everything is not daijobu. Uh, now because of this, we get the next character she wants to do, uh, Veronica, this shark mouth ten. Barely wears anything. And Maren talks about her love for the underboob. A good round underboob is a healthy, is a healthy person. Yes. And then yeah, then Godru's like all flustered because of it, because you know, she's wearing almost nothing. But he also talks about, yeah, this should be no problem at all. Like this should be he really finishes quick. the cosplay really quick. So basically, I think like a day or like a yeah, day or two, like a day or two. So basically, you know, Gojo's chilling in his room. He's like, I think, you know, gives me time to work on on uh, Marin's cosplays. But that was a really quick cosplay, I guess, because there's not much to cosplay. You know, there's not much clothes. Um, I, and you, then, I, I like you could just probably just buy the white short shorts and you just got to make the top. Yeah, basically. So freaking. Um, so all of a sudden you hear ding, ding, you hear the doorbell ring and it's Marin. Gojo! And then, uh, what's it called? You see uh, Marin and Gojo's like, oh, it's so hot out there. You must be parched. Do you want a drink? And uh, Marin's yeah, like, Yeah, oh, she's God, all tan yeah. skinned. She's like, oh, she's all tan. She's like, wow, you got tan. And she's like, I know I got tan. And then she's like, no, I just put foundation on, all over my body. Yeah, because she wanted to do it for the character. Yeah, she wanted to do it for the character. But she's like, oh, I'm so hot. Um, Whatever. Like, yeah, I can get a drink. And then she goes to, like, you know, take a shower, basically, and Gojo's shower. And we see her get ass completely buck fucking naked. I wasn't expecting that, truthfully. I was not expecting it, like, whole ass naked, bro. Yeah. She goes whole ass naked, and then she starts teasing Gojo, like, oh, you want to take a peek? I bet you want to take a peek, and Gojo's all hazakashi, and she's like, no. And I'll call call you a pervert. Yeah, she's like, I'll call you a little pervert. You could tell Marm was just like, stare at my Monko. But, um... And it's like, nope. Nope. Hey, I brought you a change of clothes. I'm gonna leave them here. And then you see her basically in her, like, in his PE uniform. And then Gojo's like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be thinking, but she's in my pee uniform. She's so hot, whatever. And then you see, you know, Marin and them talking about the uh, about the cosplay. And um, she puts the shark teeth. She basically they are able to make shark teeth off of fake from, like, nails, nails from the yeah. dollar store, which was pretty cool. And then um, Gojo's like, uh, or Marin rather was like, okay, I'm gonna put the foundation on. And then freaking, well, I'm skipping a part. She puts like a background, but that's not important. She puts the, yeah, try, yeah. Puts the foundation on. She lifts up Gojo the shirt and you just see under boob. Just and then go to like, wait, no, nope, you cannot, you cannot wear boob. this here. No, no, she now we get we'll get to that. And basically, he gets super flustered and all embarrassed and shit. And, and now I, he's like hot. And now he's hot. And Marin thinks, like, oh my god, you're getting heat stroke. Oh my god, you're getting heat stroke. We need to help you. And meanwhile, he's just super embarrassed because he sees like his fucking crush just fucking under boob. Yeah, like, crazy. And so and she starts like, oh, let's not do this today. It's too hot. And then she's like, oh, I'm gonna get the thing. No, she's like, oh, let me get you some water. No, not that. She's like, let me get you some water. And then she tries to get up, but she part of the um part of the cosplay is she's in ankle chains. So she put the ankle oh, chain yeah, she fell. before that, and she trips and busts her ass and hits her head on Gojo's wall. And as a big ass lump on her head and she's like well we can't do the cosplay because i can't put the wig on because i got this lump on my head so we'll do right. it another day um and then the episode transitions into a day out basically with marin and gojo and gojo's like oh where are we going and she's like oh we're gonna we're buy clothes. clothes and then she's like this is a men's store they're like i know you mentioned that you wanted new clothes so we're gonna get you some new clothes because all, all he wears is his work outfits he works his work outfit but it's his casual outfit but you know it's very traditional it's not very 
not hip at all. So uh, Marlon's like, oh, we're going to make you hip, basically. And so they go into like a department store. They pick out some clothes, really tacky shit, truthfully. Everything they picked out was fucking tacky. Yeah, even Guy Fieri. Everything was super Guy Fieri. It but was... but Marlon just has this face. Okay? Marlon has his face. And like when you think like, oh, Marlon's fucking embarrassed. Like, damn, Gojo looks fucking stupid. No, it, nope. it, just, shows, it, it just shows that she has shit fashion taste. because She, she has shitty fashion taste for men because she has great fashion taste for herself. But she's like, Gojo looks great in everything. Oh, my God. I've never thought of a man that would look great in everything. Oh, wait. Now I do. It's Gojo. I love him. I love him so much. Not even love. Wov. Wov. W-V. I love Gojo-kun. Daisuke Gojo-kun. Yeah. uh, That eventually. But Gojo is super uncomfortable in all of these clothes because he's not hip whatsoever. And so he picks nothing. No, he he picked a casual no, I don't think he picked it. Well, they they came out of a bag though, so I think he picked a couple of stuff. I maybe I didn't see that. I didn't see the bag. I didn't think he picked up. Yeah, yeah Joe, she was she was holding the bag. No, that was her. She picked out the same t-shirt, so she bought the t-shirt for herself. Okay, okay. Yeah, Gojo didn't pick up shit. Basically. Gotcha. And then you know, Marin's of course super sweet. She's like, you know, it's fine. You can't help. You know, there's no point wearing something you're not comfortable in. So you know, I understand. No problem. And they basically have a date. They go around Shibuya. You know, they go get food. They go see like sites. They eat crepes and ramen and things of that nature. Like everything is great. Yeah, so he's then, like, ramen's not a snack. <laughs> ramen's not a snack. And as they're walking down Shibuya, um, what's it called? Marin's like, oh, I can't wait to cosplay. And then Gojo's like, I can't cosplay with you. And Marin is devastated. She's like, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're saying. And then Gojo's like, it's best that like you do this one without me. And Marin's like, no, I can't. Like, you're my cosplay partner. Like, I need you. Why don't you want to cosplay with me? And Gojo's like, it's too skimpy. Like, that, that your outfit's too I, skimpy. I, I, I can't, I can't under boob is too much. Like, I can't, I can't approve. I can't look at you. Like, I can't. And Marin, like, just laughs. First she blushes. First she blushes. Yeah, first she blushes. And then she starts laughing her ass off. She's like, oh, so you don't want to cosplay with me because you're embarrassed because of how, like, you know, how naked I am. And then uh, what's it called? She's like, you know what? You're right, though. I think it does too much skin. So like, oh, you know, I'll I'll be careful next time to select a different cosplay and we'll come up with a different cosplay. And Gojo's like, okay, no problem. And then um, Marin's like, well, you know what? I could wear that cosplay at home. And Gojo's like, yeah, you do that. Have fun with that. You know, I'm sure you'll look great. And then as they're like, walking, she gets she gets embarrassed and she's trying to hold it. She gets embarrassed. And so she grabs Gojo by the arm and whispers in his ear. Do you want me to send you a picture of me in the cosplay? Gojo's like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. And she's like, kidding. 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 Unless. <laughs> and then the episode ends with a, a, a zoom in on her smile. And she has like this devious smile, which means she probably will send the picture and Gojo will have ample fap material. Oh, yeah. Roll credits. All right. You're ready for the main event. It's time for the main event of the podcast. Yeah, we're introducing it, first. We're ending it with something different. Introducing Requiem of the Rose King. Of the Rose King. Yeah, uh, yeah. This how everything came into play with this battle. We had to, especially at the end with Henry and Richard. Yes. But no, uh, we get we get to the battle and uh Warwick, he's surprised that uh William's like, why are you over there with him? That's your mm-hmm. brother. Like, I thought I manipulated you enough. It's like, nope, I'm 
by, by loyalties with the family and Edward. So all that is going on. And then people are fighting. People have no faces. Some people have faces. The guard had no face and had a face when he went to Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this all this stuff is going on. Richard has his own thing to do. He wants to find, yeah, he wants to find the man that killed his father. He wants to find the king. He wants to kill the king. So he sends, what's that other black hair kid? Buckingham. Was it Bucking? Buckingham. Buckingham, yes. He, he says Buckingham. He's like, okay, uh, this is what you got to do. You got to pretend to be me. He kills uh, Red Rose. He takes the he takes the cape, the cloak, and he's using the fog as his advantage to basically trick the Red Roses. And it that that plan's been working. It was that was a smart plan. Super slick. Yeah, I, I give him credit for that. Uh, that we go to Henry for a bit. Henry. What? Hendy. Hendy. Yeah, yeah, the king's like very upset. There's all this, all this stuff is going on, and he's not even there. Mm-hmm. And he sees one of his soldiers, and he he tries to go help him. Like I'm the king. I was like, you're the king. Then why aren't you out there? Like he's like he like basically this guy was telling him he was worthless because yeah, the king's a pacifist. Yep. Yeah, like he just he's just this god loving pacifist. He just doesn't want any of this to happen. And then the guard killed the guy. <laughs> In front of Henry, and it made Henry just go to him like, "Why'd you do that?" He was a Lancasterian, and the guy's like, "What? No, he wasn't." And he turns it over. He's like, "Oh my god, he was." Yeah, because again, the the fog. Yeah. <laughs> no, it not only that the fog and Richard was like, you know, go kill, go kill, go kill. He basically convinced them to turn against each other, and that yeah. was part of the strategy that the bat his back line and they, like, they're this they way, started basically. fighting each other, thinking that they were fucking the other guys. Yeah, uh, but while all that was going on, the fight between Edward and Warwick was great. <laughs> yes, it was. All that going on, like, like you were with the family the whole time. Now, also, also before that, Warwick had that revelation. Like he thought he was talking to the father. Yep. Like you promised you would have Edward on the throne. And he's like, I did. I mean that. Like, but again, you betrayed everyone. <laughs> yep. And now Edward wants. Then you see Edward coming from the fog. Yep. And they have this fight. Yep. And it looked like Warwick was winning, but turns out that he wasn't. <laughs> yep. But uh yeah, the knights come in, everyone's getting ambushed. Edward Edward had it, but Warwick ran away. And then Buckingham stabbed him. <laughs> yep. He's like, You ain't going anywhere anymore. Then Edward didn't want him dead, he wanted him alive. Yep. So uh, Edward rushed towards Warwick is like, find the man that did this. Like, I want him executed, basically, for like disobeying his order, based in the grand scheme of things. And then we see Warwick does like have his flashback again of trading of how he trained Edward. Yep. And it was just a nice sweet moment. Like everything was going dark for him, and Ed Edward was there. Like he looked like he forgave him. Yep. When he just held his hand and stood there while they were talking, so Warwick died. <laughs> And then when all that was going on, we go back to Richard. He sees uh, he sees Henry, and he sees the guard like yelling at the king. Yep. And then he died. Yep. Like Richard stabbed the guard. Yep. And then Henry looked at Richard, and he's like, "Like, why did you do that?" Yeah, yeah. And he looked down, and he's like, "Who are you?" And then Richard said, "He's his name and like what he is and what he does." Yep. 
Uh, before that, the, before he goes there, Joan of Arc was like trying to trick Richard. Like, oh yeah, Henry's that way. And then another ghost, like his father, was yeah. telling like where Henry actually was. Yeah. Because Richard kept getting manipulated by Joan of Arc at the end of the day. Yep, yep. It got to the point where it's like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. And did you just sort of cut Joan of Arc in half? But Richard, I'm the only one so powerful. Yeah. I'm the only one that knows who you truly are. That and that's gonna that at some point has to come back. Yeah, no, I agree. He is Joan of Arc's gonna come back and you're like, mm-hmm. I always knew who you were, and now you know who you are too. Got it. Yeah, and now she's gone for now. For now. Yeah, and then yeah, then the ghost of his dad is like, Oh yeah, he's there. And then we get to Henry asking Richard, who is he and all this. And again, yeah, he's the king York. Like some of the like some of the Yorks, like all that, the white the white rose. And they says to Henry, like, who are you? And then he confesses that he's the king and all that. Because he was just a regular person to Richard. Yeah, and Richard is mine fucked as they fucking they capture Henry. Henry is is basically is tied up. And while everyone is, you know, kind of like, you know, serious, but celebrating that they captured Henry, Richard is devastated. Yeah, because he said he wanted to kill the person. And now you find out he's that person. Life. And you know what's crazy is that um, his, uh, what's it called? His retainer, the uh, forget his name, um, the, his retainer, the uh, guy who was, who was, was with him. him. The guy who was with him. And then the guy, he went over to some other house, but he always manages to find his way back to protecting him. I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about. Basically, his retainer. I, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So the was, it, was it William or? No, it wasn't William. It was somebody else. Um, But yeah, his retainer was like, you know, let me deal with Henry. Let me deal with Henry. And what's it called? He's like, she's like, no, 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 no. But he realized the whole time, like, dude's in love with the King of England and doesn't realize it. But they no one ever told him. And maybe that'll come back in the next episode. Like, you knew this whole time. Why didn't you tell me? Da, 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 da. You know, like we tried to, but you, you know, blind with love, whatever. Um, regardless, there's so many different places that it can go. But just the, the principle of, of the, the uh, it feels like a betrayal. It's a heartbreak. Um, it's shattering to, to Richard. Uh, just that look on his face, you know, and just the reality of throughout this these entire last nine episodes, there's a constant with Richard. And that is that he feels that he's doomed to not be loved by not realizing Anne had legitimate feelings, not realizing Edward has legitimate feelings. Yeah. Also, the guard, the guard is it's Caspi. It's William Catesby. Yeah. Catesby. Catesby. Yeah, his first name is William. Oh, OK. Catesby. Yeah, yeah. I've known him as Catesby. Yeah. Catesby, the, the whole time he knew, in essence, he's like, wow, fucking he's in love with henry you know i get catesby i think catesby does know his secret so um it's it's richard's feminine side that you know i mean i don't yeah i get the idea like it could be a yaoi perhaps it is i guess in that standpoint but you know regardless either way just the whole principle and concept of of the the mental torment that richard has put himself through and his experience as a result of this conflict between the two houses um along with his like chance encounters that have led him is so fucking wild dude so wild yeah just what do you do now do you actually kill him no i think he fucking betrays i i think that's the the path that this is leading towards i think he's gonna betray his brother side with henry they're gonna sit on the throne together yeah yeah it's the tension of what's gonna happen just i got a lot could happen yeah Again, it could be the betrayal, or it could be Richard kills him there, or some, yeah. anything. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was Margaret that killed 
his father, correct? Was it Margaret? I believe it was Margaret that. But ordered- I, but I got Richard believes it was the king the whole time. Yeah, not realizing I think it was Margaret that ordered that uh, Richard King Richard be fucking decapitated. Yeah, yeah, it's that's for sure, dude. Man, great, great episode. <laughs> great episode. Great. Scene. I love. I love. I love the war. The that final scene. Those final I, scenes. I adore this series. Like I haven't given this because we're only halfway through or almost halfway through. I haven't given it a grade yet, but it, it's it's trending a four at least. It's got a chance to be a five for me. But it's, yeah, like, it, it depends on how the rest of this core ends. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you can't. I'm not going to grade it by the core because it's a, it's a continuation. Right, right. But I'm saying like the the first half, like the actual. Yeah, if you were to give it a, the the actual winter part, the actual winter half. The winter half, dude. It's got a chance to be a five. It definitely for yeah. me has to be a five. I'm not going to grade it until later 24 episodes god damn you know but in a way i'm glad i didn't do that with fucking with platinum end i would have given it a fucking two i think <laughs> yeah yeah i would have given it a two um i probably given it a three just because i give a lot of things a three but it would have been a low three like it would have been like a 2.75 if i could do it but i'm glad i held off because it's a four now on my grade right it's, it's a four so at, right now rec room is trending at least a four i hope it can get to a five and i would be really happy if it did for sure yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, closing thoughts. Strong, strong episodes this week um, as we get closer to the end. I mean, obviously, as you get closer to the end, any of those episodes, you know, they, they should be strong. And we're getting to the end now where we're. At- yeah, we're going to get to the penultimate. penultimate. So basically all the yeah. slice of life stuff is going to have like that big holy shit. Like what's going to happen next? Because that's yeah. usually the, the, the before the season is something yeah. depressing. Love of Kill is episode 10. So we start with penultimates on Thursday. Platinum Men's penultimate. World's End Harm. Um, yeah, Sasaki's penultimate Sunday. Uh, uh, Venetus' penultimate. Yeah, 86 finishes. Dress Up Darling's penultimate. Realist Hero got two episodes more. Three episodes, sorry. Uh, Soul Loop. Um, and Moo is about I fa- I fake Frontline. Uh, yeah. Um, Princess Connect for sure. Yeah, rank it again. Will be next week as well. Tokyo twenty fourth will be episode ten. They're behind now. They'll be the lot. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be at this point they'll be done in April. Yeah, it seems like it seems that that's the case. They'll be finishing when the season. All right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, while we sign off, uh, we want to thank Sean for being our editor. Uh, thank W two M Network for hosting us. We also want to thank uh, Chairshot Radio for having us uh, every Sunday. Uh, if you go to our, our link tree at Talk to Kiki from uh, Twitter, you can find where you find your favorite local podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. We're everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere you want to hear us. We'll- yeah, um, we will be back in two weeks with uh, almost all of them, a finale and the spring awards. And we will get to sorry winter awards and then we're gonna talk about what we are watching for spring yes uh so until then we'll see you in two weeks arigato and nato faku and sayonara sayonara minasan bye bye on a cold february morning in indianapolis tony karitsis woke up got dressed loaded his sawed off shotgun and drove to his bank he wasn't there to steal anything he was there to take his life back American Hostage is a new podcast starring me, John Hamm, that tells the true story of one man who channeled the rage of a nation and took justice into his own hands. Follow American Hostage wherever you get your podcasts, or you can binge all eight episodes right now on Amazon Music or Wondery Plus.
If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.